And we're going, we don't need roads. And I'm the long weekend right now. I'm so excited. Oh my <laughs> looking god! Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's been such a big week, and I have wait. Before we get into that, oh okay. <laughs> I Let's did mean do to all cut the you off. That you want to do? <laughs> I uh, I just want to talk about quickly the giveaway that we had uh, last week. Oh yeah, how did we go? Did we have any uh, any entries at all? Or? We did. We had a we had a few actually. Oh, nice. Some. In some, fact, is the way some, I'd like to describe some it. Some is yeah. more than two. Some, yeah. More than a few. More than a few is three. Not as many as ten. <laughs> some. Oh, that's a start, right? Um, now, uh, unfortunately, nobody got every answer right. Right, so there's uh, five movies that they have to guess, correct? That's right, yeah. Five movies that they have to guess. And then we got a massive Universal Sony Blu-ray pack. Yes. What, did they, what were they again? We have three. We have uh, Their Finest with Sam Claflin. Gemma. It is uh, Claflin, Ather- by the way. Not Claflin. It was Claflin. I looked at it. It is Claflin. Yeah. Good. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Venice. Bruce Willis, John Goodman, Jason Momoa. Aquaman. Uh, and then we have Fate. The Fate of the Furious. What, what part is that? F8. Oh, eight. Eight part. Fate. I see what Fate. they did there. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> so we have those three Blu-rays uh, to give away. So so, um, so we had no – do we have some of the uh, answers? Were some of them correct? Uh, Just not all five? Not all five. Yeah. The, the most we had, I'll tell you, we yep. had two. Two were correct. Yeah. I, I even had uh, one of the listeners accuse me of doing one of the voices. Oh, trying to trick well, them. I edited that uh, sizzle so I can tell you that it's from actual movies. And it's very influenced. Here's, here's one hint. Hint one. Very influenced by the 80s. Definitely influenced by the 80s. But yeah. not all, all of them are 80s, though. So what I thought we would do is I would play these one by one now without the music. Oh, yeah. That, that, that will be fair. I think that's a bit more fair. For um, yeah. everyone. So yeah. we're just going to go through it, okay? So here is cool. audio number one. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, I, I, I know what that is. It's <laughs> Fairly obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, really? Maybe we can give them that one as a, <laughs> a, you know, uh, an incentive or motivation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so no, we don't want to tell them. We'll tell them at the end. All right. Yeah, we'll t- wait, at the end, yeah. Uh, I then think, I we've think got audio number two. Tell you my story, man. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen that film, but great. I love this film, and we've actually talked about the uh, the director yeah, in uh, previous uh, episodes already. It's highly eighties. Highly. <laughs> uh, here we go with audio number three. Cool. I'm drunk. Show sure what? Beautiful. I'm drunk. Basically, my uh, way into manhood 
watching this film? I can quote this film uh, line by line, word for word, but it's actually, is it really a film? There's another hint. Mm, yeah. Let's it it kind of is a film, but is it a feature film? There you go. Yeah. Now, this uh, next one is the one I was accused of um, inserting myself. Okay, well, let's, let's have a listen. Utah, give me two. Utah, give me two. Is that anything like it? <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and then audio number five. <laughs> do me, do me, do me. Right, well, that's a little bit more contemporary. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. guys, some slightly harder. But most of them, really, you know, yeah. the hints we've given you, we're going to give you another chance. If you're a 15, you'll be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all you need to do is write to us at uh, twodrunkguysofftopic at gmail.com with the answer to our uh, opening five audio pieces in our stinger. Let us know what you've got. We'll send these uh, Blu-rays straight out to you. Now, listen, are we going to give them the first one, like officially? Yeah, Formally. Do you, do you want to? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, everyone knows. It's fair, anyway, right? right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So at least everyone in the world can have one out of five, right? Okay. All right. Uh, do you want to do the honors of this? Yeah, sure. All right. Go ahead. So where we're going, we don't need roads is from Back to the Future. Now, what, what I'm accent ask, was that? <laughs> <laughs> it was Doc Brown. Oh, right. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> clearly, it was Doc Brown. Come on, man. Uh, that was my best impression I've ever done. Um, yeah, so but a question to you, though, Sean, is it uh, Back to the Future 1 or Back to the Future 2? There you go. I want to say it's 1, but, yeah. It is 1. It's yeah. right at the, it's literally uh, the last me. line of the uh, film. Yeah, you're trying to trick me. Yeah, I was. Oh, dare you. Uh, right. So can we go back to the long weekend? <laughs> yeah, okay, long weekend. Yes, long yeah, weekend. Oh <laughs> so we're in the uh, state of New South Wales, um, Australia, and we have a public holiday on Monday. Uh, none of the other states do, and we're happy. Yeah, I mean, long weekends are great, right? I mean, it's, it's spring, springtime in Australia, and uh, so we're looking at like a, maybe a 28 to 32 degrees weekend. Beautiful. Oh, we do the weather now as well. <laughs> I should write that down and I'll run down. <laughs> a little uh, breezy. You expect a bit of rain on. Maybe I should put some pants on. <laughs> uh, Why not? The, the podcast already goes for four hours. What's another segment? Oh, my God. So how was your weekend? How was your week, I should say? Oh, well, yeah. Weekend? Uh, my weekend was uh, painting my house. Fun. Yeah. Lots of fun. <laughs> Uh, and my week was very, very busy, actually. But uh, so as a result, I haven't actually watched many films. Okay. To, but we have a, a few to report on. Um, That's okay. Do you know, yeah, sometimes yeah. you need a break. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And there wasn't much at the movies. I didn't have too many screenings uh, and I didn't have a lot of time to watch stuff myself. But there's a, there's a few there. What about yourself? How was your week? I was uh, a lot different to you. I wasn't as busy. Um, but I didn't watch a whole lot. I was also doing painting, and to our listeners out there, no, we don't live together. Um, we just happen to <laughs> We're not coincidentally, painting the same house. Yeah, yeah. I've been painting. Um, Did you uh, wean yourself off John Oliver? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, in terms of what I have access to, I've run out of John Oliver's. Have you watched uh, King Arthur yet? Do you know what? I did. Oh, no way. <laughs> I actually forgot to write it down oh. in my notes. <laughs> oh, damn it. I thought oh, no. I'd get you. No. I thought I'd get you on that shit. Uh, 
No, uh, someone chose to watch it and I happened to be with them. Uh, no Yeah, way. and you know what? I've seen the opening scene before. I have no idea where. What? Yeah, the, all the big elephants and... Uh, oh, probably in the trailer or something, yeah. No, no. I, I've there se- was one trailer that went for eight and a half minutes. I think that, that might have been it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I must have. Uh, and Damn, I thought I'd have you on that one for at least eight weeks. Yeah, look, it wasn't up to me, otherwise you would. Um, <laughs> and oh, I just really wish I didn't see it. So hang on, it's actually not Guy Ritchie's best film. Is that what you're here to yeah, tell? Yeah, I can, I can officially walk into that store with my head held high, my chest pumped out and say, hey... You're wrong, lady. So next week we should have an on-the-go on podcast where we walk down to your local video store and then see your assistant there who helped you and then have a... going to go and protest out the front. Yeah, <laughs> yeah give her uh, your real opinion. So, Guy Ritchie, if you're listening, I love your work, um, but, yeah, King Arthur, sorry, mate. Just... His next one with Aladdin, Big Shoes to film. That'll be interesting. Aladdin? Yeah. Guy Ritchie. He's doing the, uh, yeah, the live-action version. Yeah. A la Jungle Book and uh, Beauty and the Beast. That's right. I, yeah. I heard at one stage Will Smith was going for the genie. Is that? I believe he's he is the genie. Okay. I'm okay with that. I like that. No, I, I like I was, that a lot. Yeah. And another, did again, my face say anything else? I, I don't know. I, I actually love Will Smith. So well, you, you're happy. behind the wall. I can't even see you. You've, <laughs> you've, you've, he's, he's in control of the control booth, so it's kind of gone to his head. Oh, he's got growl. his own room, and I can't even see him. It's like I'm, you know, I don't know, uh, doing communion or something. <laughs> Confession, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doing something behind there anyway. And on that note, Hugh Hefner passed away this week at 91. I know, right? Yeah. What um, a good life, though. Yeah, well, I guess it depends on what standpoint you've got. There are a lot of people in this life that probably wouldn't want that. Uh, sure. I just want two years of that. I'd be happy. <laughs> am I convincing enough? I, don't, I, you know, I wouldn't have mind, uh, I don't know, two years. I would have, mind, I would have loved the party. Yeah, that's what I'm referring to. Where was to. my invite? And the Playboy House mansion. Yeah. No, I mean, just yeah. to see what it was like and, mm. and and not even recent parties, you know, basically back when everything was uh, huge, like when magazines were still the thing to do. Yeah. Thing to oh, he was a pioneer, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, I just thought I'd mention that because that's, you know, fairly big news for, for <laughs> in our department. Very, very big news. It's sad, but hey... He had a great life. Well, I mean, in like, you know, in terms of we worked in video stores and uh, for a lot of the time, um, the Playboy videos yeah, um, were big renters amongst Yeah, the, the adult that... section in general was a fairly big renter. You could get seven <laughs> weeklies for $7 and you have people, maybe male and female, come in and grab their seven adult films for 7 bucks. Generally male. Um, hey, I remember not... always, uh, and this is something we can do in a, you know, one of our podcasts with, uh, about home entertainment. And video stores, but I remember whenever you saw, you know, the particular person you knew uh, was bringing back those films in a plastic bag, <laughs> and there were about seven of them for the seven for seven dollars. Yeah, that you'd fight over whoever was with you to who was going to return them. Yeah, because what you had to do, guys, to paint the picture, is you had to grab the, the movies out of the plastic bag, then you had to open them up to scan the barcode to book them back in for the video store, right? Mm. So I think what you're saying here and is some that of we're those... all, always very scared to open those uh, covers up. Yeah, let's just say that some of those covers didn't want to open. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I cut in with that because I just thought it was important yeah, very, stuff. But what yeah. else? What else have you been doing? Well, I was uh, listening to our uh, first tech 
uh, podcast the other day, just for uh, from an AV point of view, I guess. And nice plug. And we we're talking about uh, Stephen King's It or It, and we we're talking about the um, you know we got stuck on what the phobia of clowns, the word for the phobia of clowns is. Oh yeah. So I looked it up, and if you have a phobia of clowns, you are chlorophobia or chlorophobic. Chlor chlorophobic. Chlorophobic. Oh right. So you're not afraid of chlorine. No. It's chlorophobic. Yeah. Okay. Chlorophobic, yeah. Oh, so that it's not yeah, that interesting. Heard, yeah, no, it's not. I thought it'd be a, a cooler <laughs> meaty, yeah. Like yeah. You, you've got death clown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> death clown. <laughs> Personally, that's going to be a great B grade uh, <laughs> film coming out. Definitely. <laughs> death clown <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> He'll laugh you to death. So, um, so yeah, what uh, what'd you watch? What's oh man, other uh, than Carpa? you know what? I because I had a comment. From somebody about uh, the Emmys when we spoke about them, one of the listeners wrote in saying, "Hey, you know, it's it's great that you spoke about the Emmys, but you know, you hadn't seen many of the films. Yeah, you have no idea what you you're know. talking uh, about. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I thought, all right, I'll, I'll start on my journey. I'll start trying to watch a, an episode of each of the bigger ones that were out there. No, so I've seen a few. Yeah, yeah. I guess, but they wrote to me <laughs> rather than yeah, so maybe they were picking on me and not you. Okay. Um, but anyway, I went and watched Little Big Lies, episode one. Yes. And tell me, what do you think? Well, uh, you, you remember my, uh, how I had a go at, um, I always call her Renee Zellweger. Oh, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon, They yeah. just at times meld into the same actor for me. Um, and look, I think I came across quite harsh the last time we spoke about Reese because... Oh, I think you did. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think uh, I was just trying to go for laughs. Sure. And I regret that now. <laughs> um, for the first, so this is a, conf- a confessional box. Yeah, <laughs> for the first, um, I guess for the first part of Little Big Lies, it was okay. Like she was, she was a bit annoying. A yeah. bit of that happy character with the the big smile and the, you know, that, oh. it was yeah, getting she's my playing, nerves. She's playing the perfect perfect mother. Yeah, uh, and, well off. And yeah. then she's at home playing her little piano or whatever it was and her daughter comes up for a conversation and the tears start coming and that i was in from that moment i said i was like yeah can i tell you that um little big lies um big little lies big little lies yeah okay um <laughs> it, it was it was similar the journey i took was <laughs> so that's just another example of how i'm terrible with the names of things because i just never look at them anymore i look at pictures yeah and, and that's a, that's an interesting uh, observation i think yeah you know anyway look um uh, yeah, Big Little Lies is similar um, to me for um, uh, True Detective. You know, we've talked about that a little bit. But yeah. it was kind of hard to get into, but you were enjoying it. But then eventually it just kicks in around episode three or four. And the acting, as we've talked about, is, is so, so good. And obviously, you know, um, they start to peel away the, the layers of the sure. perfect stay-at-home mum or whatever it is. and. Uh, and you know we talked about Nicole Kidman and Alexander last week, but yeah, just keep keep with it because they, it's so. Oh, rewarding. I'm I'm sold. Like uh, you know you know when you're watching a quality show, uh, just you're just gripped, even though there's not a lot happening. Yeah, and it's it's kind of edited and filmed in a really unique, almost quirky, independent way, but stylized and but real. Yeah. They're trying to keep it as real as possible, even though you got these massive actors in the. And it's show. funny, like you know. Uh, I've heard a lot about how Skarsgård um, 
is is fairly domineering in this. Uh, and then again for the first half of this film, he's nothing but the best father, great husband, and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And he doesn't do anything bad uh, by the end of the first episode, but he does have a turn uh, in demeanor. Yep, he, and, well, he lures. It's yeah, it's like a control freak thing. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's very. Yeah. It's full on. You'll not enjoy that part of the story, but you'll really uh, appreciate that part. Like you know, you'll, yeah. you'll dig it. And the acting, as I said, is outstanding. So, so I did that. Um, I was recommended a typical. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, I did last week. Uh, well, sure. I was recommended before that as well. Oh good. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and did you have a look at it? Yeah, I, I'm halfway through first episode, okay. and it was just because I had a moment, and I thought, oh, I saw it. Just pop it on. I'll pop it on. Yeah. Uh, and so far, yes, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Mm. So I'm going to c- continue on with that. Yeah, so I finished that last week and uh, I just really enjoyed the, the series. Um, Survivor? Survivor. So you ruined it for me last week, if everyone remembers, <laughs> and you gave me uh, Henry got voted out. So what we're about to talk about now, I guess, is spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, switch off for yeah. a second. But uh, if, if you have, we're going to openly talk about Survivor, yeah? Yes, definitely. And I would argue that you ruined it for yourself because I feel that those shows, those types of shows, uh, watch them on the night. Otherwise, you're open for scrutiny because... Oh, yeah, reality TV. Exactly. You've got 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's on social the next day anyway. I, I go, look, can I tell you my story? Sure. I'm really pissed. <laughs> I'm really pissed because the first month of Survivor, they had Sunday, Monday, Tuesday night scheduling, programming. Yep. Right? And then for whatever reason, they dialed that back in the second month to Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Two episodes a week. Yep. For either it was a counter-programmer or, or it was just not as much footage to do until the merge, whatever it might have been. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they went to three episodes a week again uh, post-merge. Yeah, yeah. No one told me. No. So when you, so I watched my Sunday, Monday night thinking there was nothing on Tuesday night. I would have absolutely watched a Tuesday night, but then you turn around and say, oh, Henry got voted out, and I... Well, I guess us fans just keep on top of these things. So I can <laughs> say... <laughs> Some people have more time than others. Uh, anyway, Luke's gone. Life's over. I know. He was such a great character. At first, I thought he was a bit of a cock, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, that's... And he's got you the arrogance here, and you know, I'm the yeah. king. And But then you end up just laughing at everything he says, and he's, he doesn't take it too seriously, right? I used another C word to describe him, uh, you know, with you, if you remember. Uh, and uh, I, yeah, I just thought he was a full... From the beginning. Character? Yes, exactly. A real character. <laughs> Big character. And, but, I got you know, with all the people that are left in it, he just sort of, even with his, you know, I'm King Kong and, you know, you can't take over the king yeah, sort of speech. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate it. But I loved it <laughs> so much as well. Yeah, yeah. Because no one else was giving it that sort of talk. Everyone was so serious about it. Whereas, you know, I'm sure he's a little serious about it, but he, yeah. was, he was just having fun. Well, I think the only two left that are fun, kind of, well, there's only one left that's kind of fun, and that's Jericho, right? Because he's just been this weird character that's kind of been a Klingon, and, and, but he, it's working for him. Whatever he's doing, he's working for him. And um, But I also like Ziggy only because I've got $10 on her. Yeah, sure. And she'll pay, she'll pay me 100 yeah. so I'm, I'm really. She's got a good chance going, how is Tara still there? I mean, obviously I, she's still there so they can get rid of her. I can't fodder. believe it. She has no idea what's going on. No. But she's clueless. And then yeah. all of a sudden she'll go, oh, yeah, that's right, we're playing the game. Hey, how about we do this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like, she can't win any challenge. No. She's usually first out or yeah. second out of most challenges. Yep. Uh, so, anyway, Survivor, really enjoying it. If you're not, um, 
Well, I guess if you're not into it now, you're probably a bit too late. Well, this is Australian Survivor too, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's our second season, officially our third, but it's our second since it's come back onto TV. And I think uh, American Survivor is up to um, season 23, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I was definitely, yeah, watching yeah. it uh, in like 2000. Yeah. So. It's one of the oldest reality TV shows. I think it was the only show that may have been on when um, the only reality show when Truman Show came out. Really? Of course, it's either that or I know that an Australian show, Sylvania Waters, was officially <laughs> Sylvania the, Waters. Sylvania Waters was officially the first reality TV show, but Survival was pretty much the the first big reality TV show. Yeah. And I've got a feeling that when Truman Show came out, there was like only one reality TV show. I've got, yeah. It was, Amazing. Uh, well, I also saw Transformers last night. Oh, hang on. Transformers. Transformers not fo- last night, but I saw Transformers the last night. The last night, yeah, which is uh, part four. Is it? You know what about the, the, these films is that they go part on five. for... Sorry, part five. They go on forever, right? And everyone knows that. They're two and a half, three hours long. They have some of the worst actors in them, you know, supporting actors and things like that. They have some good actor, Mark Wahlberg, you know, he can be, he can be yeah. right. Um, and everything about the film is something I should hate, but I just can't help watch them. I know, I'm the same. And I want to turn them off all the way through. I should turn this off, I should turn this off, I should turn this off. And then I get to the end of two and a half hours and I say, that's shit. Yeah, it's exactly my experience and 90% of other people. Now, I've got a real bugbear about this and it's fucking Michael Bay. He was a massive director in the 90s with, you know, uh, Pearl Harbor and Armageddon and all that kind of stuff, right? And and Bad Boys and, yeah. you know, I mean, even though they're popcorn, but they're just great. And and Transformers 1 is really fun, yeah. excellent. Really fun, and it yeah. deserves a two-hour runtime. It was 2.20 because of it's an origin-based, right? Yeah. But then after that, give me – because the movies look fantastic. Obviously, they spend a lot of money on it. After that, two, three, four, and five give me 93 minutes each, right? Just cut the whole thing down, make it look hot and sexy and, and you know, special effects extravaganza. That's all I want. That's all I want from them, right? Yeah. And if that was a two-hour origin and then the, re- the next four were 90 minutes, I would I would watch them once a year probably, maybe once every two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would be an yeah, easy yeah. watch to go back and, and watch them again. But no – Two, three, four, five. At <laughs> uh, two hours and two hours and forty-five minutes. Two hours and thirty-seven minutes. Two hours and fifty. Like, come yeah! on, man! You're fucking pumped. It's like you're actually pumped about this. I, it upsets me. I know, but this is the first time I think on this show that you've oh, been this passionate about something, and it's <laughs> Michael Bay and Transformers. <laughs> oh my god, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Like, guys, if you could see the eyes, the intensity of this guy, I was a little afraid. <laughs> I had to ask him, you know, I had to mimic to him to say, "Stop banging on my fucking table." <laughs> what annoys me is that they have something with Transformers. But he keeps he keeps alienating yeah. his audience yeah. by making them overlong, overstuffed, hard to watch, confusing as all hell. You know, it's it's yeah yeah. Look, I'm agreeing with everything that you say, and let's hope that uh, one day someone else gets their hands on it and they reboot it or something, just to give us another good Transformers. One that is solid. We're not watching Christopher Nolan or Schindler's List here. Michael Bay, just give us 93 minutes. Yeah. And keep it dumb, but, you know, make yeah. it look cool, Fun, which is what he does so well, yeah. you know. Some of the jokes that they now are just, ugh. Anyway, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> he'll, bring, he'll bring out Transformers 6 and I'll see the trailer and I'll be like, oh, okay. Um, I did see a couple of trailers. don't know, uh, you know uh, Gotti and Annihilation. Um, yeah, we, uh, uh, I think we posted something on Annihilation. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did. I uh, posted something on Gotti as well. Uh, and Yes. Uh, just because I do love my Mafia films. You do. Um, I also love John Travolta. That would, be in your, that would be in your top three genres. Definitely top three genres, but also, uh, you know, in terms of books read, uh, I love to read nonfiction. Yes. And, yeah, mafia, crime is right up there. So Gotti right in my... John Travolta book. hasn't done something meaty since uh, Hairspray. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm afraid of what's going to happen to this. Uh, with exception to the people ver- versus uh, OJ. Uh, he was excellent in that. Even though he was playing a douche, he played it very well. He was very good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah look, you know, I, I've got my fingers crossed that he's going to be good because I want another good Mafia film. There haven't been many um, around besides Black Mass maybe was the last one that I enjoyed. Yeah, that was good. It's a bit long. Johnny Depp, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I, I was doing some work during the week uh, on the up-and-coming slate for 2018, right? Yeah. And something that I knew was on my radar but I didn't realise it was actually 2018 is the remake of – now, this could be blasphemy here, blasphemy – the remake of Scarface. Mm. Uh, how do we feel about this? Mm. Is actually scheduled for late uh, 2018. What are we? What are we thinking? Well, this is one of the greatest um, gangster films of what well, it could be the greatest gangster film of all time. Maybe Godfather one and two. Much Top like the film trumpet. we're reviewing tonight, we're gonna you're gonna watch it. You're gonna watch it at some point. But do we need it? No, no. no. All right, we'll, we'll we'll move on though. Um, so Annihilation. Yeah, yeah. That, that's um, directed, but that's uh, Alex Garland's new film. Now, Alex Garland um, wrote and directed Ex Machina, which we briefly spoke about last week. Yeah, I've got this category. You know, I got my top fives. I got top five for everything. Yeah, right. And I've got a top five of limited or DTVs for the year, right? And this is where you find your your hidden gems. Like like Whiplash was in there a couple of years ago, which still I haven't did. seen it. What? <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Oh, dude. That was a, that was oh, a period. Let's stop this podcast now and you go watch it and then we'll come back and reconvene. That was a period of my life where I was uh, doing other things. Oh, yeah. Remember, yeah, I wasn't yeah, watching as many movies. Seven days a week studying, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, study does that to you. Uh, anyway, I will watch it. Will that make you happy? You need to watch it. I, I won't pester you about it, but you need to watch Whiplash. Um, yeah. And yeah, Miles Teller is is fantastic, and um, J.K. Simmons won the best uh, supporting yeah. actor for it's about that a role. guy yelling at a drummer, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen it then. It's a guy yelling. You've been, at a you've been on the sports field before, yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. There we go. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so Alex Garland um, did Ex Machina, which was definitely in my top three limited films of that the year it came out. But guess what? Guess what Alex's next writing project is, other than working on um, Annihilation with Natalie Portman. I'm intrigued. Yeah, you should be. Alex is writing Halo screenplay. Ooh, now Halo. What could be your... Yeah, if, I mean, I'll just give my very quick version of why Halo is important to me. Is Let's because... ignore Warcraft, by the way, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, is because... Uh, 
when I, I used to live in the UK for a while, and when I came back to visit, I, I came to your house and I played your uh, daughters, who were quite young at the time, uh, in Halo. And, I and smashed you. Yeah, oh, worse than smashed me. Like, I was embarrassed. Lesson, schooled. Because yeah. I didn't know much about the game. I mean, I played it before, but I wasn't really into it. But I thought, you know, I'd be able to beat a bunch of little girls. <laughs> and they hammered me. So much so that I went home bought an Xbox, bought Halo, <laughs> trained for a year to become and master. And became master obsessive. Chief, yeah, chief. And then brought you online. And as much as you like to, you know, think about it was, um, you know, maybe even or whatnot, I was popping you off with a sniper rifle from the far end of nowhere. Yeah, no, it wasn't even. I never played, played with you again after that. No, you didn't. No. no, no, no. But, I mean, fair because I also and mentally I was insane about it. I was probably sitting there just like, you know, whispering sweet nothings to you every time I shot you. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, anyway, so good. Halo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. And um, if you haven't seen Ex Machina, do yourself a favor. Now, it's a small, small kind of insular film, but it's a real mind bender. And uh, the writing is fantastic and, and the directing as well. So we're looking forward to Annihilation because of all of that. I also wrapped up uh, American Horror Story during the week. Um, I was up to season five. I'm kind of doing five and six together, which is Freak Show and uh, Hotel. Now you're you're not watching this at all, Sean, are you? At the moment, like no, I I'm interested, but it's one of those things. I think I'll wait till I got a good chunk of time. Yeah, you do. You, you have to, and and yeah, you got to be a real horror. Well, not a real horror nut, but if you're a horror nut, you can certainly appreciate it. I love it. It's one of my favourite TV shows of all time. Uh, the other thing I watched during the week was I finished, sorry, it was uh, American Horror Story. Uh, I watched uh, Freak Show. I'm also watching Hotel, but I finished Freak Show, which was season five. Yeah. One of my favourite TV shows of all time, man. But I mean, you've got to love your horror because it's really quite um, full on in its horror. And the way they do it is each season represents a uh, subgenre of horror. So, for example, Coven was about uh, witches and warlocks and... and uh, and um, uh, the first one was about haunted houses and, you know, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, I highly recommend it. What's unusual, though, is for a horror fan, and I know any other horror fan out there will appreciate this, we as horror fans are not used to watching high-quality acting and high-quality script <laughs> because all the, horror, all, all the horror movies within Rio, 97% of the horror movies are, are B-grade actors. Yeah, usually have the word schlock in front of it. Yeah, and, and it's cheap budget and, and, and the writing is, you know, uh, hand-me-down script, you know. Uh, so to watch this is really unique because it's a high-quality drama, yeah. script, acting, the best actors, but it's all horror-themed, um, you know. So, so you're lucky. I mean, it's one of those things that when it finishes, you're, you're not going to know what to do with yourself. You know, when a good show or yeah. series finishes and you think, wow, I just don't know how I'm ever going to watch something that's going to keep me going. Well, I started a little bit a little bit late, actually, and um, fortunately for me, there's still three seasons that I haven't watched. So, yeah, because they've just, just wrapped up season eight, which was called um, Cult, I think. Anyway, uh, American Horror Story, recommend to watch it if you're into horror. Now, the other thing that um, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to flesh out a little bit more, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, in the opening segment, <laughs> which has gone on for an hour. Um, <laughs> yeah, is uh, uh, Samantha, my daughter, and I watched, uh, she wanted to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy again. 
Oh, right. Mm. Uh, uh, she'd seen it before. Yeah, then. yeah. yeah she okay. saw it before. She was probably, you know, maybe five years ago. So she was kind of 14, something yeah. like that. And she loves Harry Potter. We've seen that whole thing a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, multiple times. And she likes Lord of the Rings. But, you know, as, as we know, it's a layered kind of production. And, and um, she was quite young. So she wanted to go back and just watch it again, you know. Uh, is that three or six? Uh, no, three. So Lord of the Rings, um, starting from Fellowship of the Rings. Oh, okay. Right? So we refer to the other ones as just The Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what I, what I wanted to talk to you about is um, while I was watching it, I had these thoughts about um, – well, firstly, I was watching it going – because I've seen it – I've seen the extended versions, the 12-hour versions, probably about five times right. myself. So I'm, I'm just watching it again because I love watching it. And, but I hadn't seen it for a little while, and I was watching it going, this movie is so – Bloody good. And then I started to think about Peter Jackson, right? Got all my Lord of the Rings stuff up there for you. Yeah, yeah. We're looking at Lord of, Lord of the Rings memorabilia as we uh, talk. <laughs> so, um, but I thought I'd do something a little bit different here. I wanted to open up uh, the conversation to a very good friend of mine um, who is a, a Tolkien uh, aficionado, actually. And I think he could bring something to the conversation. And I just want to get his take. I want to get your take on what I, I want to ask and talk about. Yeah, okay. So um, Bo Baker is uh, – who I've known for – you know Bo Baker as well. And yeah, yeah. I've known him for probably about um, seven or eight years now. And, um, yeah, he loves all things uh, fantasy. So I thought he would be the um, the voice of reason – on this next uh, segment. So no, really, I mean, call, he, eh? he certainly knows a lot more about this than uh, you and I put together. Well, so. I thought also he just got back from Hobbiton, so he's uh, inspired. Oh, wow, well, yeah, okay. Let's give him but a right, call. Let's do it. Hello. Bo, Jason, how are you, mate? Hey, I'm good, how are you? Good, good. Have you got a minute? Um, we're talking all things Lord of the Rings, so I thought I'd give you a call and uh, let you uh, chime in. Oh, you had me at Lord of the Rings. Now, I know that you just got back from uh, Hobbiton, actually, so I thought you'd be inspired, you know. Uh, I'm always inspired by Lord of the Rings. It's sort of like <laughs> how, a constantly inspiring lifestyle. So. <laughs> how, how, was, uh, how was that uh, adventure for you, by the way, Hobbiton? Uh, Hobbiton is... Pretty much uh, the greatest place on earth, next to probably Harry Potter World. So, uh, <laughs> so you, yeah, you've yeah. been to both now, right? Yeah. Well, the difference is with Hobbiton, you know, it's a it's a movie set, right? So it's it's you get more like I don't want to. It's, it's hard to compare them because it's like which child do you love more, your first <laughs> or your second? So um, <laughs> it's um it's a, a bit more of an authentic experience because you don't enter through a theme park. You're actually in the rolling hills of the Shire, so you kind of feel like. You're there, which is really cool. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask that because uh, – and it's Sean here, by the way. How you going? Hey, Sean. Hey. All right. Yeah, I was going to ask because uh, it seems – I haven't been to either, but, uh, yeah, I imagine that the Hobbiton is quite natural landscape to go along with uh, New Zealand. I can imagine you could actually yeah, yeah. just live there. Yeah, well, I would live there for sure. Like, <laughs> I, I was going to – I was considering camping. Um, yeah, they had to drag him away from the place. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, the interesting thing is as you go on the tour, that you have a tour guide, and we had a, a really, really excellent tour guide, um, and he was explaining how they came across the the area, and it was all done via helicopter scouting. So Peter Jackson apparently was up in a helicopter, and he just kind of pointed at an area, and he said, "That's where I want to do 
the Shire. So that's kind of uh, some lucky um, farmers got a knock on their door and asked if they could have that spot. Uh, I think for um, now. I think also for Lord of the Rings, they had uh, they made the whole, um, the Shire just in in foam and and that you know lighter materials, and they tore it all down for at the end of uh, Return yeah, no, of the that's, King. That's actually that's very accurate. Um, yeah. It was all like like a film set. It was all uh, fiberglass, styrofoam, all that sort of stuff. But then when they when the Hobbit trilogy was being filmed, the guys that owned the property, the family that had been there for like it's like a generational farm. They've had it for years and years and years. Um, they said, look, we'd like to make a business out of this, basically, and, and uh, provide a, a really cool experience for fans to come and have a look at. And um, they went into partnership with Peter Jackson. Um, I think this is all me, on my memory, not not necessarily um, written fact, but from what I could gather from all the videos that we watched and, and the tour guides talking, that it was actually a, it was a proposition that was from the family that owned the farm. And we are the uh, beneficiaries, really, because it'll be there for how? I think it's another. They said, yeah, they said fifty years. They said they built the set there. Uh, it's all it's all standing um, like hardwoods and and proper all the proper materials. And they said it would last for fifty years. So presumably that's how long they've got the contract for. So when are we doing our next? When are we doing our podcast from there? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, how good would that be? Well, I would I would move to New Zealand tomorrow. So. Yeah, yeah. Take me with you. <laughs> now, um, you've uh, the last time I saw you, you were uh, you were on set uh, as uh, Sherlock Holmes, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... That was uh, how was that experience? I mean, I, I know that you were kind of always born to play that character, and you had the opportunity. <laughs> was I born to play the character, or did I make myself become the character? I don't know. <laughs> it was uh, it was one of those things. It was just a real real blast to do. Um, I had a really good time with it, and uh, I, I look back on that experience and, and miss. Um, it, you know, you get through times when you're you're rehearsing, you know, get home till midnight, and you back up as uh, you would know on the train again the next day, six a.m., seven a.m., and and you sleepless nights, and and you're tired, you're cold. It's in the middle of winter, but I look back on that time, and I, I really, really miss it. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy myself. So, but a wrap up. To wrap up your trilogy, though, mate, uh, you, you played Frankenstein, you played Sherlock. Who, who's the uh, third in your trilogy, oh, as a wish? Oh, cool. um, My mad bucket list one is probably The Phantom of the Opera, but I have okay. to be able to sing to do that so that could be a few years in the making. Um, Hang on, does I that mean you have to sing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I'd have to sing. Uh. Um, like I said, it would be a few years in the making since I currently can't sing. So, uh, <laughs> That's the first challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> work in progress. Uh, I'd love to do Jack on Hyde. Also, that is also a musical. Um, ah, I don't know. Geez, um, I'd love to do a Shakespeare, though. Shakespeare would be cool. What about a uh, biopic on Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, probably not at that level. Now, um, I don't know if you... Uh, last week, uh, Bo, we were talking, uh, we had a review of Kingsman. Ah, yes. Now, have you seen the film yet? I have, yeah. So you will be familiar with the uh, acronym or term um, HKLS. Oh yeah, I'm uh, um, I'm guilty of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So holds knife like spoon. If uh, if you weren't listening last week, so Bo, you are one of those people who actually holds a knife like isn't a. It, isn't it HKLP? Oh, Hold, P, sorry. Holds yeah. knife like pen. Pen. Just thank yeah, you, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> So is there a ba- is I'm there gonna a go back- count my fifty-two cards over here. <laughs> fifty-two cards. Is there a background story to that, Bo? Like, can for you- me personally, or just the 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 whole premise of, of that in general? No, no, for you personally. 
for me personally, I don't know. I think I just got it in my head um, at a young age that it was like a cool thing for me to do. <laughs> I, I think I was probably just trying to be um, different at the dinner table. <laughs> Everybody else was holding their, their knives in such a normal way. I, I don't know. I, I, I just started doing it at some point. I can't really remember. It was probably something silly, though, no, so- my childhood. So you, so you actually hold your knife like a pen. I thought we had it just. Depends. Sometimes, most of the time, I do. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes I, I hold it normally. I need to see, just, I need to see this in action. I just, I don't believe it. Like, <laughs> do you think it's a mental condition or your? <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you seen a therapist about it, or you're comfortable in your own skin? With uh, that? I'm pretty. I've always been pretty comfortable with it. Some of my um, mates. Give me a hard time about it. Yeah, you know, um, every, you know, every time we have dinner, I look at you very strangely, right? Very weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Cameron does as well. He, he, <laughs> yeah. he, even, he brought it up with me a couple of times. Like, it's a really bizarre thing to do, but I, I don't think it's that weird, to be honest. It's just something I've always done. Just a quick question. Do your accents change in the way that you hold your knife? Oh. Well, my accents tend to change um, depending on the conversation that I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I tell um, you, Bo Baker's probably got the best accents I've heard on anyone. He, he does them very well. Uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot uh, here, by the way, Bo Baker, but uh, what about uh, maybe a little bit of Scottish or something? <laughs> nah, I'm good. We might save that for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, listen, let's, let's get down to the uh, serious end of the reason why we called. So I wanted to talk a little bit deeper about Lord of the Rings and, and the thoughts I had while I was watching it because I recently watched uh, Fellowship this week. Uh, while I was watching classic. it, yeah, yeah. While I was watching it, I was just um, inspired again, and I was watching going, this cast is just amazing, you know. Big cast, yeah. Massive cast, obviously influenced. Are you, are you comparing that cast to the cast of The Hobbit, or are you just saying in general they're amazing? No, in general. Nothing to do with The Hobbit at the moment, no. Just in general. And I was just uh, awe inspired and obviously influenced very much by Australia and New Zealand uh, actors, ranging from, you know, Vigo Mortensen to Hugo Weaving and... Kate Blanchett to live, live Tyler and Orlando, Orlando and the great yeah. late, uh, the late great, sorry, Christopher Lee to the incomparable Ian McKellen. Uh, now yeah. this is what I wanted to talk about for a bit, um, man. Ian McKellen as Gandalf, like Gandalf. How? <laughs> sorry, we have a purist here. Sorry, I thought it was like golf, Gandalf. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> How good is that? A, A, how good is the character, and B, how good is Ian McKellen? Uh, well, Gandalf as a character is probably my one of my top, well, definitely up there in my top five fictional characters. Yeah, he's a top time. fiver as well. <laughs> Sorry? You, you love your top fives as well. We talked about that earlier. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, he's definitely, as far as fictional characters, I can say, but he's definitely up there in my top five wizards of all time. So, like, he's easily he's easily number one top wizard, actually. <laughs> he's in, yeah, number one for a wizard. All right. Oh, that's even against um, the Harry Potter wizards, I, eh? Am I controversial if I say that I prefer him as Magneto? Uh, no, not at all. Um, he's a fine yes. actor, so it, it, that's up to personal preference as far as, you know, characters are concerned. And, and also, I love him as Magneto as well. Well, yeah, I was going to say, and also the the line between those two is not far. Like, you know, I mean, they're, they're basically the same in terms oh, of quality. I, I disagree. Hang on, where, where are you going with this? What? Well, I, I love Magneto. 
I love X Men. So Magneto sits up there for He's me. Look at the Gandalf shits on Magneto as a character. Look at the background of Magneto <laughs> with the, the whole uh, Holocaust. Are you saying that whatever you know, Gandalf went through? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, well, hang so on, are you, we saying Gandalf? You see, Bo, this is what's happening. Jace is trying to turn us against each other. <laughs> he, he's trying to get me to you know, talk about why I like Magneto more so you get arced up and then we have a go, but no. No, no, I, I think you are more than entitled to like Magneto more if you wish that. If that's, <laughs> if that can end your thing, that's fine. Yeah, um, just opinions vary. But I will disagree with you in saying I don't think there's, there's very much likeness between the two characters at all. I think they're very, very different characters from very, very different backgrounds and different worlds, obviously, but I mean as far as their motivations and... Who they are as characters, they're so, so different. No, I meant more in the quality of the acting that's in those characters. Oh, yeah, but that's because it's the same yeah. boss actor playing them. No, what? no, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. So when I have to choose between Magneto and Gandalf, I, I, it's hard. Like, it's hard. But Magneto just scrapes in for can me. I that's what I meant by the, the, how close this is. Can I tell you why, Bo? Bo, can I tell you why? We've talked about yeah, this go, a little go, bit go. on the show, and that is that uh, I'm forever the uh, optimist, hence Gandalf the White. And Sean's forever the pessimist and hence fucking Magneto. The dark side. Magneto's right. a good guy, all right? It just... Uh, <laughs> okay, see, the problem is I, I have a... Like, I love Ian McKellen. I think he's a phenomenal actor, but there's something really cool about the way Michael Fassbender plays Magneto. Yeah, oh, I don't I disagree. That, He's awesome. He's awesome, yeah. I, I think that you can totally see his young Magneto growing into Ian McKellen's old Magneto in a weird sort of not even intentional kind of way because I'm pretty sure that they were told not to sort of go there in terms of the young cast taking he, influence from the old films. The, uh, the, the fast bends me to his will every time uh-huh. he acts. Oh, I see, see what, what I did, did yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> no, I, like, I mean, everyone does. Um, who because doesn't like Fastbender? Coined the phrase Fastbending, just FYI. <laughs> yeah, the Fast, you did too. Now, let, let's move on to um, let's move on to the meaty part of this uh, topic. I wanted to, so out of all that uh, appreciation of watching Lord of the Rings Fellowship again, I then started thinking about the director in, in Peter Jackson, who's obviously one of the uh, greatest modern directors of, of uh, you know, the modern era, sorry. Um, and, yeah, I was just thinking about what he's up to these days. And... Because if you, I don't know if you remember, but he was kind of, um, kind of forced to direct the Hobbit trilogy. If you remember, yeah, uh, well, yeah Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, del Toro was, was up until like days before production. Like it was, it was like not not a long period of time, and they pretty much just said, "Oh, he's backed out." And Peter, you're it. And I'm actually really glad that um, Peter Jackson did that because I felt that there was a certain level of authenticity to the Hobbit that carried on from from the world of the Lord of the Rings that we may not have gotten with a different director. And I'm kind of glad that they did. Although they were very rushed on production, they had um, props turning up the day of shooting when in Lord of the Rings times they had props arrived on set months and months in advance. So this is exactly my question, right? This has come with consequences. Because in, in the uh, Battle of Five Armies, which is the third Hobbit film, he, um, he was rushed and he, you know, he, he hadn't had storyboards ready and so forth and so on. And he was, he was highly stressed and, and it was a manic um, production. He hasn't directed a film since Hobbit Battle of Five yeah, Armies. Which is, took a break. <laughs> yeah, well, that was 2014, right? Mm. 
And this is, as I said, one of the greatest uh, directors of the modern era. And um, guess what his next film is on in production? In, in pre-production, um, Frighteners Two. No, no I way. No, I would. You know what? Oh. If it was Frighteners Two, I'd be there day one. <laughs> that was a joke, though, right? Uh, is that a joke? It's a joke. It's not on there. So I tell you, I tell you what. <laughs> no, yeah, not. <laughs> I tell you what his next film is. That he's doing pre-pro on, and that is uh, Tintin: Prisoners of the Sun, the sequel Sorry, to t- Tintin. Wait, he's doing the Third Kingsman. No, Adventures of Tintin: The Prisoners oh, of the Tintin. Sun. Oh, really? Yeah, the sequel. No one, but nobody asked for. Correct. <laughs> Hey, it's what we didn't think we needed for 2018. <laughs> well, it's actually it's actually 2000. It's 2019, right? So it's five years between Hobbit and uh, the Adventures Boy. of Tintin. Like, come on! I'm not going to say anything about this because it's ridiculous. I, can't say I saw the the first Tintin, um, but that just yeah, that does seem like an unusual sort of choice for it. Maybe he has a soft spot for Tintin. Clearly, clearly he does, but this is my point. Oh, the Hobbit came at came at a um, cost. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, like I definitely think the Hobbit could have benefited from being um, a sequel rather than a trilogy. Sort yeah, of. it should have been two um, films. I agree with that. Definitely um, shouldn't have been three. Because um, the the third film was milking it a, a little bit in terms of um, content. I, I mean, everything that was happening in The Hobbit happened in various Tolkien works at that time in Middle-earth, as far as I know. Um, so they're kind of just drawing on all the things that were happening around the tale of The Hobbit, but then it kind of ceases to become The Hobbit when it's sort of about everything else. Yeah. Um, but they book in very well. Like yeah, for sure. Yeah. Peter Jackson could make Hobbit, Lord of the Rings films every year and I would go and sit in the cinema and I would pay money to see it every year because I just love what he does with them and I love that world. However... Tell you a bit about you know, Bo's character right there. Oh, well, <laughs> I, look, I, I, look, I'm not as big a fan of these films as Bo, but I do love them and I've seen every one of those films day one. Yes. Mm. You know, uh, yeah, and I, I'm not dissimilar to you, Bo. Like, if they release a film every year that's around this world, they'd have to do something really horrible to turn me off going day one. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, like Transformers. We, we discussed this before you were on, Bo, but uh, basically, you know, <laughs> it's... I, I got upset. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's getting a bit much. It's, uh, yeah, uh, Transformers is something I mean, that Bumblebee started... Bumblebee really off- need a, his own spin-off? Say it again, Bo. I said, does Bumblebee really need his own spin-off? Uh, well, clearly he does. Mm. Well, you know, uh, is it Michael Bay again? I don't. Uh, no, it's not. But I'm sure okay. it'll be two hours and forty-five minutes. But anyway, Jay, you'll you'll um remember we had this conversation a few weeks ago actually uh, about authenticity in filmmaking and um, honouring. You know, if you're going to do a making of of a book or, or like an ad- adaptation of something then you need to honour the source material, otherwise what's the point? I mean, you look at all the, some of the biggest, most successful films this year have been based off excellent source material and the reason that they've been so successful is because they honoured the material. Yes, and there was character development, they spent the time on it, and yeah, exactly right, man. 
Mate, just to uh, wrap up, I've got one more thing um, I wanted to talk about quickly, and that was in the entertainment news this week. Uh, I'm not sure if you, Sean, or Bo, you um, you heard this, but uh, they're, re- they're working on uh, Terminator 6. Yes. Oh, yeah, I heard this. And James Cameron this. has convinced Lin- Linda Hamilton to come back as Sarah Connor. Is this his battle Isn't with... caught up with Avatar 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8 at the moment? Yeah, yeah, that's my next point. But we're talking about we're talking about Terminator Six at the moment. But, but Terminator Six is this his battle with uh, the the director of Wonder Woman? Because James Cameron came out and basically I had know. a yeah. You heard about yeah, that? Yeah, I read that. Yeah. I'm not going to go into it too much. See, this but... is where the politics stuff gets like it just gets too much. It's like yeah. are we making movies because we love to make movies, or are we trying to make a statement? I don't know. Yeah. Or are we trying to make money? Like I, I get there's a certain level. Of, it's show business. They they want to make a profit, but I mean people are going to see movies because they want to be entertained and this is something that I, I thoroughly enjoyed about um, the new It film was that it wasn't just a horror film it was a film that you could connect to you wanted to know about the kids you wanted to know about the town their lives even their weird parents you wanted to know all about that stuff and it just so happened this terrifying monster was sort of intruding on everything that you were trying to find out about and that made you want to keep watching and I find that there's a lot of movies particularly this year that have come out that have not really made you want to sit and watch it. Well, even within the same uh, world of, you know, you compare Dark Tower to, to It, they're completely two different films. You know, one's great Not and correct, one's I, I enjoyed Dark Tower, but it didn't yeah, stay with it was me. All right. You know what I mean? I found myself after It, I found myself thinking about different characters and things. And I've seen the original, like, you know, heaps of times. So for, um, those, uh, for those listening at home, um, the other news that, Bo, you mentioned before was uh, Avatar and... Essentially, uh, Avatar started. Avatar two started filming this week, and uh, oh, wow. yeah, and the it's plans. Ten years later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be interesting. The plans are uh, part two will come out. The one they're filming right now in twenty twenty. Part three will come out in twenty twenty one. Part four will come out in twenty twenty three, and part five will come out in twenty twenty four. So they they've written the whole thing already, right? So they're just going to film it back to back to back and release it over a five year period for films. They are spending one. Sorry, I'll rephrase that. Do you know what the production budget is on these films? <laughs> what is the production budget? Well, what is the production budget <laughs> for the four films? The production budget is one billion dollars. I mean, that's not a lot of, lot of money, really, these days. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to get a reaction out of that. But no, my God. Football players cost as much as that these days in the Premier League. True. Oh, but imagine all the, all the you know, people that you could feed with $1 billion. It's like a Dr. Evil summer. Right? <laughs> yeah. He's holding Hollywood to ransom. What was all that $1 million shit that you were talking about? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, interesting, huh? I don't, I don't know. So you're saying the, the next installment will come out in 2020? Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's 11 years after the original. Yeah, and here's where it's interesting. They're about to spend a, a $1 billion, and what if we part two comes out and we're all a little bit over it? <laughs> well, to be honest, um, I, I don't know how many people... Like, oh, wrong, I thoroughly enjoyed Avatar when it came out, and I, I was very engrossed by the, the way they used the technology... Um, that made you, you know, really immersed in that world. But I don't know if, unless they've got something planned in terms of yeah. creating a different experience again. Here, here, um, is my, here is my guess. I reckon Avatar 2 will just create a different universe with the same technology. I think either Avatar 3, 4 or 5 will utilise VR. That's my guess. Oh, well, that's sort of the way the world's going. Yeah. 
which is like scary. Now, mate, way. listen, Bo, I, I know you've got to get up at 3.30 a.m. tomorrow morning, so, um, or is that start work at 3.30 or you get up at 3.30? No, let's get up to, to make the journey right. to work. So we won't hold you any longer, brother. Thank you so much for hopping on the line with us and having a quick discussion about all things Lord of the Rings. And, no um, worries. Mate, you're okay if we call you up from time to time? Oh, absolutely. We've got Justice League coming out in the next few uh, months. So. <laughs> I know, uh-huh. and uh, obviously Bowie's you probably the biggest Batman fan. Are you, yeah, oh, and there it is. Are you DC Marvel? <laughs> oh, come on, man. Again, which one's your favourite child? Uh, well, which one is your favourite child? Batman. I'll tell you what, you don't have to answer it. You can think about it and then we'll bring you on and we'll talk about it. But before you leave, oh, okay. just give us your best Batman, Christian Bale Batman impression, please. Nah, maybe maybe I'll save it for the for the um, when we do the, the big Justice League powwow. I'll give you my Batman voice. Alright mate, thank you. Have a great night. And no worries, uh, thank we'll, you guys. we'll talk to you very soon. All yeah. the best. Have Thanks a good night, mate. Bye. Bye. Bo Baker, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. You that know his stuff. Yeah, I have a feeling that we could have talked about Lord of the Rings for... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's fun, but, you know. Yeah, he would be happy to talk uh, all the way through to when he has to start work at 3, three o'clock in the morning. Oh, completely. God love him. Yeah. So oh, right. that was good. Well, uh, after that extended time, why don't we start the show? <laughs> Let's get to our movies at the movies. <laughs> movies at the movie segments is where we look to review one of the uh, latest films out this week. Okay, hey, today <laughs> is a good day to die. He stole the light. Oh, I really did you want to use it? <laughs> I should have started off with that, and therefore yeah. I could have had that yeah. before you got it. I know, right? That's how, that's how I wanted to start off this segment. Yeah. Today is a good day to die. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Like It's one of the uh, lines that sticks with me mm. out of all film. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, it was very influential, which we'll talk about the original Flatliners. We're talking about Flatliners. Yeah. The remake. <laughs> you had already got that one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so let's get into it, hey? Yeah, there's a lot we, to discuss on uh, this film yeah. and the original. What yeah. do you got? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, definitely. Well, you, let's go from the top about for it. people who may or may not know too much about it. Sure, and I'm interested to hear one thing about it. Okay. Yeah. So I'll the facts it are: it's uh, directed by Niels Arden Oplev, who actually is a Danish director who directed *The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo*, the original. So quality, right? Great, great thriller. He also directed *Dead Man Down*. Who we call Colin Farrell, which was also a fairly decent film as well. Screenplay adaption was by uh, Ben Ripley. Now, this is where probably we fall into a little bit of trouble early on. So Ben Ripley was uh, uh, did the screenplay adaptation for Spe- uh, Species 3 <laughs> and Species 4. <laughs> Still had Nika- Natasha Kinski? <laughs> Henstridge. Henstridge, is that her name? Henstridge, yeah. Oh, she was great. And Species. His saving grace is he also wrote Source Code with Jake Gyllenhaal, which yeah, is a decent okay. film. Yeah, yeah, decent. Definitely. Probably a yeah. little ambitious, but decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It stars Ellen Page, the uh, the new remake Flatliner. Stars Ellen Page, who's uh, from Juno and, and Inception. 
Juno. Diego Luna, who is, uh, you'll know recently from Star Wars Rogue One. He actually played uh, Cassian Andor. Yeah, I remember him. I remember him when he came up, yep. Yeah. Uh, Nina Dobre from Vampire Diaries and Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. I knew that I had seen her from somewhere, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Vampire Diaries is her go-to. Yeah. James Norton, who uh, is just in a bunch of TV. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Yeah. And... Uh, and Kiersey Clemens, who was in Dope and Bad Neighbors too, so she was an, she's an up and comer. Yeah, again, uh, definitely. So for those who have seen, <laughs> sorry, the reason why I'm a bit sort of stunted is because I'm ready to like jump in with everything because I'm so eager to talk about. Yeah, this good, film. good. I'll let you keep going. Sorry. Well, for those who haven't seen either, uh, it opened obviously around the country uh, yesterday, and in America, it opened this week as well. So it's about five medical students obsessed with uh, what lies beyond the confines of life. They embark on a daring experiment by stopping their hearts for short periods. Each trigger a near-death experience, giving them a first-hand account of the afterlife. The genre is thriller. The budget of the new film is $19 million. Which okay. is, yeah, a bit 19? Less. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The runtime is one hour and 48 minutes. And my old watch it if you liked, clearly the original Flatliners, or this is, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but maybe even teen horrors such as Ouija or Insidious or Lights Out. The box office expectation is around 35 million in the US and three to four million in Australia. The original film grossed 62 million in 1990, and that was not adjusted. So. Okay. How much again? Sorry. 62 million 62 in million. 1990. So that's worth well over, yeah. I don't know what the inflation is at the moment, but it'd be well over 100, maybe even 200. It's yeah, quite yeah, large. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, that's, they're the facts. Uh, and just quickly before we get in, into anything else, the original film was uh, um, 1990, as I said. It was directed by Joel Schumacher, who obviously directed awesome films such as St. Elmo's Fire, Lost Boys, Fallen Down, Falling Down, Batman Forever, A Time to Kill, your favourite, number 23, and Batman and Robin. (coughs) And. Yeah. And. But, you know, importantly, before he did (coughs) uh, Flatliners, St. Elmo's Fire, and The Lost Boys. Yeah. So they were his two main ones like before he got into this. And I know that we're going to talk about that probably a little bit later in terms of what people have done. And and, and the current director, Neil, did Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and Dead Man Down. So maybe they're about – maybe Joel Schumacher is a little bit ahead at that stage. A little, yeah, yeah. Saying Almost Fire was a classic and Lost Boys yeah. is, is a classic as well, right? Yeah, and that, that's the thing. I mean, Girl with the Dragon's a classic. Dead yeah. Man Down, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the original cast, which I know that we want to have a good look at here because it's an important part of the new uh, the new remake, right? So I'll just go through them and then we'll talk about them. So for the, the original cast was quite quite big, really. <laughs> uh, you're saying that, yes. It's um, very big, in fact. But what's important Are we is... comparing, like, big compared <clears throat> to the original or just big in general? Well, I think big in general, but um, compared to the remake. But what's important is the, the films that they had done prior to, to Flatliners, right? So you can maybe comment on this, Sean. But I mean, Kiefer Sutherland, who we know from you know TV's Twenty Four, Stand by Me, 
and uh, he actually has a small role in this this uh, new remake. He does, yeah. And I've I've tried to re- re- read up as much as possible about this. Right. What, what do you, do you know? Okay. Uh, well, I've read conflicting reports. Oh. I've read that it's a remake, but then I've also read an interview with Kiefer Sutherland, but it was a year ago, where he said he will. It's a sequel. And he is playing his character from the first film, but under a new name. Because that character wanted to get away from everything that had happened to him in the medical industry, and he somewhat reinvented himself. And right. As, as you know, uh, I feel that he reinvent, reinvented himself as House, uh, <laughs> for all of you House fans out there, played by his father, Donald Sutherland. Yeah. With the cane and... I can't say Donald Sutherland without sounding really drunk. <laughs> <I've had> his, <laughs> How the, many beers have you had? I've only had three. But, but they're large but beers. say it. You should see the glass, Look, guys. The glass is like four litres. Say it, please. Say it. Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Donald Sutherland. <laughs> but I've had three beers as well. So that... Donald Sutherland. <laughs> we need a neutral... Uh... I, can't, I just can't get my tongue around it. My well, Kiefer, Kiefer's a little easier, right? Yeah, no, well, that's that's interesting actually because I, I did look up uh, IMDb and they were different character names. So I thought, well, why would you put him in as a small role and not have the same character? That's just silly. Yeah. But now that that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, again, that's from his. But that was a year ago, and and but I'm still I'm sure that's still the way. So apparently, it's a sequel. Um, yeah, it's a sequel where someone comes up with the same idea they did back in 1990. Right. Yeah. So you know, it's it's. How how is that a, a sequel moves on from the original builds on the original? This is not building on the original. It's remaking the original. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And and this is get, getting into what we feel about the film, I guess. And and yeah, exactly yeah. that. It, it is a retread. It's a remake. It's it's it follows all the same beats as the first film, but the the actors are arguably not as big. Well, let's go back on the actors quickly. Yeah, so sorry. You're in, no, no. <laughs> off topic. <laughs> the, um, yeah, off topic. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the um. Second bill was uh, Julia Roberts. Well, can I just say quickly, sorry, to, to finish up with Kiefer Sutherland, that the films he did before he yes. got to the hit, Young Guns 1 and 2, yes. 1 and 2. Yeah, which was big. Lost Boys. Yes. You know, so obviously you can see why he was brought into this. And Stand By Me. Yeah. So those four alone, he he's an A-grade actor at the time of this film. Yeah, he had some yeah. other work around A-list. that, but they're oh, the yeah, highlights. For yeah, his, yeah. Yeah. So he was a big deal. Uh, Julia Roberts just um, got off the success of Pretty Woman. So Julia Roberts uh, released, sorry, Pretty Woman's released six months before the opening of this film, right? Yeah. So even though she'd only really done Pretty Woman and a couple of smaller films, she was the biggest thing in Hollywood after Pretty Woman, She right? had Mystic Pizza yeah. under her belt and Steel <sighs> Magnolias. Yes, exactly. But he, she was that was more ensemble cast. But yeah, yeah, she fine. Was, but you know, those yeah, are films yeah. that stand like right now. People could still go back and watch and really enjoy. And then to wrap up that little trilogy, you had uh, Kevin Bacon, who um, obviously is from Footloose and and your favorite TV's The Following. Yeah, and uh, and more recently in Patriots Day. So what had he done before uh, uh, Flatliners? So he was a hard worker. But his two highlights, and I'll put it nicely, his highlights obviously were Footloose. Yes. But his other film, it was definitely a, a favourite of mine, and I'm sure it has to be a favourite of yours, Tremors. 
Yes. Oh, well, it's not a favourite, but I really love the film. Yeah, it was. It was That's fun. Great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it since it was released. But so he's okay. currently filming. He's currently filming uh, a TV version of Tremors. Oh, fair enough. Why not? I mean, he likes TV. It, I guess it keeps him busy. <laughs> so then we start to get yeah. down to the second tier at that time that this film was released. So we had William Baldwin, who hadn't really done a lot. Now William Baldwin is uh, obviously Alex's brother. Backdraft and Fair Game is his. Uh, is his claim to fame, but he hadn't really done a lot of films before. Flat yeah, un- unfortunately, they bet on the wrong Baldwin. Yeah, well, I mean, William Baldwin, you know, he plays that good-looking jock, similar to what James Norton plays in the remake, the new mm. one, uh, But and he was in a bit of TV as well, yeah. right? But, you know, you could have gone Stephen Baldwin as well. He went a little bit further on in his well, career. Well, I think Stephen was bigger than uh, William at this time. Yeah, Is that right. fair to say? Yeah. Or was he younger? He certainly went a bit further than, than William did in his career and obviously mm. Alec was always fairly big. and Love Alec. Yeah. So then we uh, round that up with uh, uh, Oliver Platt, who I just love Oliver Platt. Who doesn't love him, man? So he's from, uh, from back then. It was A Time to Kill and uh, a very underrated Three to Tango, which I just love that film with Matthew Perry and, and uh, Neve Campbell. Um, but he is also from all the uh, Chicago's, and I know you watch Chicago Fire and Gang, so PD Chicago PD PD yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing I want to say about Oliver Platt is he is just good in everything. Yes, that he does right. He's so reliable, right? Yeah. Uh, do you know what his best role is ever? Uh, well. I don't know. I mean, one of my, my two of my favorite films, well, not a favorite. Time to Kill is my favorite drama, so he's in that, and he was great in that. And Three to Tango, as I said, um, with Matthew Perry, I just love that film, and he's great for me. He's great in that. I don't know. I just don't understand how you've gone past this film. Or maybe am I, I missing I, please, something? Oh, oh yeah, uh, like it's small. It's somewhat indie, possibly B grade. Uh, I'm just going to give you. It stars David Arquette. Scott Kahn. Do you not remember that? And you being a WWE fan. If you haven't seen this, I am gonna like, I'm gonna jump it across this table and What's it called? Ready to Rumble Well, I've seen the film, but I've seen it once at the time of release and that's it. Oh, no. This was something that at the video store we watched over and over again. Was Maybe you were just too old. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. You were just past this thing. You know, Oliver Platt plays a sort of out and retired wrestler who, you know, his biggest fans, David Arquette, Khan, come back to try and get him in the ring to try and take on, you know, and, and help them take on some evil, you know, wrestler and whatever, blah, blah, yeah, blah, no, wrestling. I, I do remember it. It was so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> I really want to watch it now. <laughs> I had a bunch of films that I grew up on at around the age of 16 to 18 before you could go out to nightclubs and pubs and bars. And we used to watch them on loop every weekend. Yeah, it makes sense. I used to have a, bunch yeah, of films. a very yeah. similar thing. Yeah, yeah sure. Because you can't go out at that time. So... Um, yeah, you go over to someone's house, a mate's place, and you'd have some drinks and and you just retire to a film. Yeah. And so this would happen every week for um, two to three years. Yeah. 
And Flatliners, the original, 1990, was one of those five films that we had on loop, on yeah. repeat. So it's a, it was a really important film for me at the time, you know. And um, yeah, anyway, do you want to know what the other ones were? Or you don't care? Um, sure. <laughs> Does that sound convincing? <laughs> no, not at all. So uh, I, I had. Um, I really tried. Really, I tried. <laughs> Do you remember Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On repeat. Now, when I say on repeat, these these five films I'm about to name, we watched easily over fifty times each. Dirty Dancing. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Well, that was one of them, but it was probably less frequent, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, there was definitely one that I've seen a lot. Uh, License to Drive. Just when you guys were feeling a little huggy. <laughs> The uh, two Corys were pretty big at the time. So, oh, License yeah. to Drive. Yeah, good one. Yeah, and Dream a Little Dream were up there. The other one was uh, Christian Slater in Pump Up the Volume. Harry Hands. Yeah. Is that right? Harry uh, Hands? No, um, Harry Hardon. Harry Hardon, yes. Yeah. Harry Triple Hands H. is someone yeah. I used to know, <laughs> actually. And he used to have a radio show in his basement. Yep. He'd, uh, he'd be, oh, he's getting horny now. Horny Harry Hardon. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> do you remember that? Now, uh, yeah, I everyone do. else at home has probably never seen this film. Uh, I've just gone, what the hell? I owned Pump Up the Volume on VHS. You you still have it? No, 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 oh, no, no, no. I owned it though. Although, if if uh, anyone was actually in my box office studio, as I'm now calling it, <laughs> the box office studio, it has a name. Yeah. Uh, I have a VHS player sitting right here just ready to watch any VHS that comes along. Well, I recently bought it again because I wanted to show the girls and, um, <laughs> and on DVD. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Oh, no, really? No. A little corny in the 80s thing, but no, it still has a very relevant uh, message. Anyway, um, and Speed, Keanu Reeves Speed. Oh, that must have been like sort of new yeah, to the group. It was. But yeah, I mean, it's classic. It's yeah. So, um, I've got a couple of points on the film. Uh, <clears throat> Kiefer's grey hair um, at the, the start. <laughs> when Kiefer first, like, first comes on, he's like the professor and he's teaching all the uh, medical he's a students. Do- a doctor. Yeah. Senior doctor. And he's teaching all the medical students, right? He's just named as a doctor. Okay. Don't, stop giving him accolades <laughs> that he hasn't earned. So he's talking away. He's talking away, and this is where you get introduced to all the uh, new uh, characters, right? Yeah. And while they're all talking, you're meant to get a little bit of a a feel of their personality and that kind of thing. I couldn't take my eyes off his hair, his grey hair. Yeah. It was really distracting. Now, until you've seen the film, you don't know what we're talking sure. about. But how how would you describe it? Well, I mean, it's it's why I made a joke about his father, Donald Sutherland. Like the fact that he played it like House with his little cane and limp. Yeah. And it was that was played by Donald Sutherland. Sutherland. <laughs> oh my God, Donald Sutherland. It's my, Just break it down, man. It's my teeth at the front. You break it down. They're fake. I can't help it. Um, yeah. So I, I just he looks like his dad, and you know that's not a bad thing, right? Like you've got to age. It's going to happen, and. All I could think about, though, like, because you said it was striking. So all I could think about at that time <laughs> Is that was, the word you use? <laughs> yeah. Is that him? Is that, he, is that him? Or has he dyed his hair to be like that? Is that his character? Or is that what happens after you flatline ten times? Sure. Well, that, that, that's, that's what happens Maybe. if you're 
the character, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I just I didn't know whether it was if that was yeah, you know, just him letting go and not dyeing his hair for 24 anymore. Right. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or or just, has he done it for the point of the character? Yeah, yeah. I. That's that would interest me. So as we talked about, this film follows uh, literally every beat of the original, except some of the actors are playing. They've twisted the um, characters up a little bit. I won't go into that because that's boring. But there are subtle differences, and there's only there's pretty much one positive that I'll take out of this film. And I did like how after you've come out of after you've flatlined and you've gone to the other side, after you come out, you um in this new film they showed that it increases brain capacity. Uh, you have a natural high after it, which is the first one kind of had uh, showed that a little bit. Yeah, and but then you're also highly sexualized as well. Yeah. So those three high. things happen after you flatline, and that was at least they brought something to the table that was slightly different and slightly new, or a bit of an upgrade, other than just a complete retread or remake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the whole sexual thing, uh, I just it was very much. Like porn, in a way. <laughs> like it, it was cheap, cheap porn. But you know, th- we were in the same cinema for this. Yeah, we, we watched this one together. Yeah, and there, there were young, young kids like allowed into this cinema, and they, I, I would say, I don't know what, twelve years old. Would you think they were a bit older? Well, than it's M rated, so <clears throat> I think they, yeah, maybe somewhere between thirteen and sixteen. But I'm not sure what's the. Um, the UK or American equivalent of uh, Thursday night late shopping. Is that every night of the week or is it a Friday night? Or <laughs> I, I, You know what? I'm not sure. Um, I was always working when I was uh, when I was working in... Well, there you go. When I was working in the US, I was always working. Okay. <laughs> working, well, anyway, in, many... in, in Australia, we have Thursday night late shopping, which open... The shop's open until nine. So it's one night a week where um, all the teens... I whether think they be... do the Thursday nights as well. Yeah. Just it could be... Know. Okay, depends. On, I guess it depends on the city as well, right? Yeah, but it's where all the um, kids come after school because they're bored shitless and they can just hang out, or even on school holidays they do the same. So we watched this movie together at uh, seven o'clock on a Thursday night, and the cinema was probably three quarters full. It was quite full. Yeah, know? yeah, I oh, know definitely. Yeah, but there was seven adults and you know fifty eight, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year olds. Yeah. There were a lot of younger ones, and during the film, there is a little uh, scene where a song plays. You know, uh, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, right? And everyone clapped their hands except for the adults. Except for the adults. <laughs> and we were like, "Shut the fuck up!" We were the the people in Footloose burning books uh, <laughs> at the front, and everyone else was enjoying themselves, and we were like, "No one enjoy themselves. Shut up." <laughs> We're trying to listen to this complex movie. <laughs> yeah, we're watching a film at the cinema. <laughs> so, but this is what it's like watching a uh, a, a movie on Thursday night, uh, full of uh, certainly a teenage uh, skewed film. Yeah, sure. This is what it's like. Sure, sure, Ready? Sure, sure. You're watching the film. It's silent. The movie's playing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! If they. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> For the whole film, that's what it's like. Oh my god, uh, that one spiked. I can see it. Um, I'm gonna leave it in. But um, can I give you my like? Because you know, we we as I said, we went to the same cinema. So I'll just let you give you my feeling of walking in, sitting down, watching the trailers. Sure, sure. 
because I hadn't seen this trailer, and you pointed it out to me because you knew that I would love it. Yes. And even though I was bothering you the whole time through the trailers, but yeah, you're sure. Yeah, you know, I like to get in there and just sort of settle into the film. I have you having a chat, but you know, yeah, it's a bit awkward when you're leaning over one of your daughters to get to me. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so there was a trailer for Let's Play Two. And I hadn't heard of it. And, like, and this is crazy, right? This is like yeah. you not knowing about Survivor yeah. uh, you know, being on the Tuesdays as well. It's not that crazy. It's not crazy. Uh, um, anyway. It's like me it's, not knowing about a uh, Scorsese film. Okay. Fine. Try and make yourself sound better to everybody else. Oh, yeah. I'm very highbrow. <laughs> I'm very highbrow over here. Um, but Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam is a band that I've probably seen... Yeah, I can confidently say I've seen them live more than any other band. We've seen them together too. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and they, they're, they're fantastic. And look, they're, they're again, they're a part of the, our upbringing, our, the 90s grunge, blah, blah, blah. The uh, so, Seattle movement. But not only that, it's, it's kind of like a documentary that's surrounding them playing during the Chicago Cubs World Series year, um, playing at Wrigley Field. And, you know, not that I'm going to go into it all now, but, you know, I played baseball, um, and... <laughs> you thought the Lord of the Rings thing was boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's as much as I'm going to say about baseball. And <laughs> if you want to talk to me about it, write to uh, two drunk guys off topic at gmail.com. We'll have a chat. <laughs> oh, I want to keep, I want to keep <laughs> track of those emails. <laughs> um, and we will have a chat about that. But uh, anyway, it's at a baseball field, Pearl Jam playing, and just about, because, you know, they're obviously... Passionate, I don't know what you call them, Chicagoians. What it, I don't know. Someone from Chicago, one of my friends from Chicago, please write to me and tell me what you call yourselves. <laughs> uh, so I can do this I'm right Batman. next time. Yeah. But I, uh, uh, you know, there are two teams that I, uh, sorry, it's a team that I love, it's a band that I love, and they're just joined at the hip, and I really want to see this. So, yeah, I was a bit confused by the trailer. Like, obviously, it's a, a music documentary, but they're just playing live at the Cub Stadium. Is that is that what it is? I guess. Like yeah. I, mean, I saw what you saw yeah. there, right? And and um, I think that my love just comes from those two independent factors yeah, joining. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also was confused as to what I would be watching. Watching, if, yeah. yeah. Is there a story behind it, or is it just pure yeah. live? And for me, right, I don't care. Right? I'll go and watch it. Like it's if it's a cinema, I'll actually go and watch it. But I get great it. Like if, like, I know you're a Pearl Jam fan. Yeah, massive. Possibly yeah. not Chicago Cubs or oh. baseball fans. So I appreciate the game, but I don't really follow it. So yeah. So for no, you, yeah. you'd probably be happy to wait. You know, even it, like to um, subscription or something. Well, like what's that. interesting is um, it's funny you say that because if it was just a if I saw that trailer and it was just a live performance in a stadium, I'd be there day one. But the Cubs thing threw me a little bit. Yeah. No, I didn't exactly what we're talking about. I didn't quite know what I was watching. People it might deter me a little bit. I don't know, but I'm still keen. I'm keen. People in Australia don't get yeah. the, the 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 baseball following that's in America and yeah. the Chicago Cubs and what that actually meant uh, when they won the World Series. So I get that Australians probably won't flock to this. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, when did they win the World Series? It was only recently, year. yeah. The last World Series, yeah. And and that was the first time? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember or... how, because we're going off topic here. I don't yeah. remember how many years before, but it was a long time. Because there was always a uh, running gag in movies. When oh, they come back from yeah. the you know future or whatever it is. And... 
Well, definitely that and the Boston Red Sox as well. Yeah. That they they, they was the big gag. But the Boston Red Sox had a lot of money then and then spent big yeah. and they won. <laughs> um, but the Chicago uh, Cubs, oh, my God. So you got me talking about it. I'm not going to talk about it because there's a little bit of a hoodoo. Look up on YouTube. Chicago Cubs should have won the World Series. This is so going to be extra content. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So then, uh, then we looked at a. Although you're the editor of this show, so you... yeah. Yeah. What's the, what was the title, of the Reese Michael Sheen film? Is that sold me? No. What was it? Was oh, that the, the uh, trailer? It was um home again. Home again. Right, that's the one you were talking about, and I was like, yeah, Ugh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I was like, well, I was just—it was in the top five, so I had to talk about it. And you're like, oh, you want to do Reese with the? Yeah, I know. And then when Michael Sheen came up on the trailer, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm in. And when the trailer came up, and you were, and you sort of looked at me, and went, "This is the one I was talking about." I was like, "Yeah, oh my god, she's just doing that character again." Yeah. It annoys me. And then the story, though, I was like, okay, I could get into this story. I'm a sucker for you know that sort of stuff. And then Michael Sheen popped up. I was like, that's it. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in, baby. Oh. I did exactly the same thing. As yeah. soon as I saw Michael Sheen, I'm like, oh, I'm sold. <laughs> I'm in. I'm watching this. Yeah. I mean, you know, who doesn't love a love triangle and also one that has that sort of younger to older generation? And, and also, you know, we're, we're both have been in long relationships, both have been married, all that sort of business. So... It, it you, you sort of learn to uh, put yourself into these characters, sure. and we're able to insert ourselves into well, I guess Michael Sheen a little bit more. Yeah, mature relationship kind of films, and and yeah. the other thing that got me on board is I didn't realise it was um, Nancy Myers who produced it. Her daughter is directing it. Right? Oh yeah, Nancy Myers something's got to give. Yeah, I know, blah, right? Blah, blah. For holiday, uh, the holiday, sorry, and yeah. it's complicated. Yeah. and like, hello, she's awesome, right? Yeah. She's Love great it. at these things. Yeah, what women want. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. She, this so is, this if is you're daughter, going to right? watch a film like this, you watch it from the Myers family, I guess. Yeah, and it's got her hands all over her, I guess. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. Anyway. So good stuff. So that was the trailers as we went in. And then we saw Geostorm, uh, which if you've listened a few weeks ago when we uh, spoke about... Um, <laughs> storm just storm yeah storm <laughs> you'll get wet yeah was the tagline for that Perry. with martin sheen back in the day luke perry uh, and luke perry yeah. yes how back you doing man? you're right and then geostorm comes out and i just thought watching and, the trailer and they show you the whole movie within <laughs> four or five minutes <laughs> and they should just have the tagline you'll get frozen <laughs> and then that's it it's done um now, but, Jared Butler, he's looking a bit dry these days, don't you think? He looks like yeah. he's been on the whiskey every night for five years. Well, he's Scottish, thanks, isn't he? Scottish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well. yeah, good Scottish yeah. whiskey without this the E. This is Sparta! <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. That was terrible. So Scottish what are we accent. talking about, though? We're talking about flatliners. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Ellen well, Page, right? She comes up, and my first thought about Ellen Page is, man, you've grown up. Like yeah. you, I you know she looks younger, but she feels like my mother. Right. She feels like someone that could tell me what to do, and I'd be like, okay, ma'am, sorry. Just the way that she delivers her lines, like she is so good. Oh, she's a class actor, and yeah. and the movie needed her. Oh, yeah. just to balance out that quality, yeah. I think. Um, yep. Yeah. So, so with the actors, right? Um, I'm not going to take anything away from the actors in this film because. The, the only difference, the difference between the actors in the original, and we've discussed that to now, is that these actors have been hard workers. 
Yeah, they have lots been, of TV. Oh man, yeah. they have earned their dues to be in a flatliners film. Yeah, so it'd be rude of me to take it away from them. Yeah, that's saying good call. that they weren't as as good. Now, um, you know, TV is a lot bigger in the last ten years than it was back when back in the nineties. Yeah, back yeah. in the nineties. So, so to come into flatliners back in the nineties, you came off bigger, Movies. too big films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair call. So as much as last night, I actually wanted to you know, rip into these actors and say, oh, well, they weren't Julia Roberts and Kevin Bacon and all my favourites, right? It is rude for me to say that because I've now researched them and I realise that, in fact, they have worked hard to get where they're at. They have, but th- there's one little problem I have with that. And sure. um, I think I think um, Diego Luna from Star I think he was fine, He even though he's like 37 or something. <laughs> He was great. He's a good actor. But he was a firefighter. He explained it. He was a firefighter before, right? Yeah. <laughs> he he's kind of playing the um, role of Kevin Bacon, the you know the smart doctor who um, knows everything. And anyway, so yeah. Diego was fine. Ellen Page was was good as we talked about before. She's kind of solid. Um, brings up that level a little bit because uh, yeah. she's an established movie actor. Because yeah. most of them are TV, as you as you yeah. just mentioned. And there is a slight difference in quality with that. and There is. I mean, the classic example is Nina Dobre, right? Nina, is, yeah, she's gorgeous. She's a gorgeous yeah. girl. And, and she can act. Like TV, she's perfect for sure. it, you know. Uh, and she was good in this role. Yeah. You know, but, um, I mean, her role was kind of Julia Roberts. Sure. Yeah, and then Man, yeah, Julia I, Roberts. I watched, yeah. I watched Flatliners, the original, um, recently, and... Yeah. The presence that Julia Roberts had on on that screen was um, was amazing. You know? Yeah, definitely. So the two problems I had though was with um, James Norton, who you said is a hardworking dude, right? Being in a million TV shows, et cetera, et cetera, and and Kirsten Clemens was was pretty good, uh, and she's an up and comer. But James Norton was the guy who I had the biggest problem with. I'm not saying he's a bad actor or anything like that. I just think he was not cast correctly, and it's a fairly important role. You know, um, he was yeah. kind of playing that um, uh, William Baldwin role. And sure, do you have any ideas of who you would put in that place? Well, I mean, look, let's be honest. William Baldwin, at the time, he he wasn't the greatest actor. Either. Like he wasn't no. the best actor, but he had just a screen presence. He was a good-looking guy, and he was a womanizer. That's his character in the yeah. in the show. This guy, um, James Norton's playing the character. He's cocky and he's, he's a womanizer as well. And I don't know. I, look, I don't have a solution. So therefore, my comments are invalid really, aren't they? <laughs> but I don't have a recommendation. I'm so glad we went through that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I can come up with something pretty quickly. Oh. Isn't that something that happens in business? You know, don't complain unless you've got a solution. That's why I said it that way. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it every day. <laughs> uh, all right. Well... You know, um, what I think about this film is I'm glad that they had updated medicine and machines that added a a different sort of angle to it, even though, you know, we spoke about it's supposed to be a sequel, not a remake. I mean, I I felt really, it felt more of a remake than a sequel. Yep. So that, you know, I enjoyed having the the reasons why they could uh, monitor all of these brain activity, activity and things yeah, like no, that. So good. that's great. That you good. know, that's not giving anything away. I mean, no. you know, it's what it is. Um, but it did, the whole film did play like it. It did play on the fears of that particular personal person. And, and I know that's from the original yes. and so forth. 
But because the films have come out so close together, yeah, they did feel very similar yeah. in the way that they would uh, play on that. Where you know, you uh, you're in trouble, but you're not necessarily in, in in trouble if, say, a phone rings or someone else walks into the room. Yeah, you're taken out of that moment. Yeah, and you're now safe again. And I, I find that sort of supernatural horror now. Which was, which was from Nightmare on the Street way back when. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I've got my little films as to how I think it's, it's yeah. you know, linked. And I find it hard now to, to, to get into. Except yeah. that, yeah. Because I've seen it done before yeah. and you, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street is it. And I've seen it done well. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to better that, I guess, even with uh, having... It's funny. So back when Elm Street came out, you know, like obviously they couldn't do a whole lot with special effects Correct. compared to what they can do today. Yeah. Yet it's about the story and ideas that scare you. Yes. And, you know, Elm Street just did it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with all that actually. Um, and you know, the difference between it and Flatliners is Flatliners is made for a teen audience. You can clearly see that just by the casting alone and, and therefore it's... Yeah, highly polished, but um, you know, it lacks substance a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, there were just those. Whereas it didn't lack; it had depth, and you know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the you know what I call get them scenes, where you know we're stuck with one of the characters now, and they're in that sort of will they or won't they die scene. They were just very classic, run of the mill. Like we've yeah. seen a film, we've seen we're it. now adapting it to this film. Yeah. And there was nothing new about it. And Look, th- there's seven horror films that come out every year that are aimed for the teen audience for cheap scares, right? Yeah. And and this, even though it's a thriller, in the last act, goes down that path a little bit. And you're right. That's it. The last act. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because up until then, it was it was actually quite uh, faithful to the original, and but it just turns very teen in the way it's kind of directed and shot, and I don't know, it lost me a little bit in the last act. Yeah, and I agree, and I think that's that's where I was making mainly the comment was uh, that last yeah that last act. Um, so what's your overall, mate? Where are you? So, I really felt that it was, it was basically Nightmare on Elm Street mixed with a Final Destination. Those okay. were its, you know, sort of um, inspirations, linking almost, inspirations, yeah. 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 Uh, and you can, I think, you can see it clearly in the way that things that just sort of happen clearly, like the elevator scene. Yeah. Uh, which, if you've seen it, obviously, that's going to make sense to you. Uh, and if you haven't, again, that's fine. I, I love the original film. It's very personal to me. So this one was always going to uh, struggle through my eyes a little bit. Uh, I thought the the casting was uh, a little bit off, and um, I thought also the other thing is you know the whole moral of taking responsibility for your own um, your own sins comes comes across a little bit naff in twenty seventeen. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just you know. Didn't we got... comment as we worked out? What happens if you were like you know everyone's got their sins, but what happens if you were the goody two shoes? I know. And you were part of that group, and you imagine someone who would study hard and yes. be as an MD. In fact. Maybe have thought about bad things, but never done anything particularly bad. Yeah. So would they just sort of get away with it? Well, I think um, I think if you go through your history, everyone's done something, and even if it is just uh, you know steal your sister's toothpaste or whatever it might be, that will come back to haunt you in your if you flatline. <laughs> that's really yeah, that's really harsh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, that's actually a uh, question for you, Sean. 
Oh, God. <laughs> what sins of your past would come back to haunt you if you flatlined? <laughs> if you flatlined, who's coming back? Go. Soccer style kicker. Uh, Ace Ventura <laughs> reference. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, we can't. I mean, can I tell you? How can I talk I, about that if right I now? If I flatlined, I'd wake up to a horde of fucking people. Just like it would be like a hundred thousand people running at me. Yeah, it'd be an absolute nightmare. Here you go. Have you seen? I'm a good boy too. Have you seen Perfume? We spoke yes, about this while yes, back, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That scene where everyone just starts mauling him and pulling yeah. off his skin <laughs> and flesh, that'd be me. Yeah. But we are, uh, we're, good, we're good boys though, aren't we? Try to be. Yeah. Yeah. We just have to apologise to a lot of people. Anyway. <laughs> so look, my summary is this. Other than a few new effects, I'm not really sure what else I gained from the film as the original is still a good watch today and a great cast. Uh, I'm saying that this is DVD rental at best uh, and then I would go to uh, subscription and I wouldn't even be opposed to an in-transit uh, if you are if you didn't like the original and you're not a teenager. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I think that even though they uh, are hard-working actors and uh, I'll take Ellen Page out of that, not that she's not hard-working, but... You know, she uh, is the probably one quality star I'll say that's in that film, uh, besides a cameo of um, KS. Yeah. Uh, so even though they're hard working, still, you know, I watch the film I watch, and it just wasn't up to scratch for me. Yes. Um, I look, I enjoyed uh, twenty minutes of it where I just thought this is great, really having fun. It's about the middle part. Yes. Just lost myself in it. It's twenty minutes of a whole film. Yeah. So I'm going to say that yeah, subscription. Uh, for me is most okay. uh, for the majority of fans unless you're in the younger generation you know, of your sort of 14 to 18 year olds who want something on a Friday Saturday night with your mates then you know, grab it on DVD um, but an in transit certainly wouldn't be out of the question but yeah, for me the majority is subscription okay well there you go done that's Flatliners. it it's a good day to die <laughs> You did it again! <laughs> no! <laughs> Box office predictions. You didn't get in front of me that time, did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know I don't like this segment. So. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to get into... Uh, I mean... The thing is, no one actually the... remembers what I was predicting anyway. Well, so it, I it remember doesn't matter. all of these films are still... At the cinema. So I'm just waiting for next week when something like American Assassin is going to drop off. Uh, unfortunately, American Made has just been released at the American cinemas. So we've still got a little while for that one to, uh, to drop off. Right. So you want to uh, go through the uh, current US top five box office? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right, cool. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> Excuse me. Kingsman opened at number one. Uh, Kingsman, the Golden Circle, 39 million in the US. Yeah. It's a nice opening. It's what good, was my yeah. prediction? I think the US prediction for um, Kingsman's around the 160 mark all, all up. So. Okay. I'm probably a little bit light there. I think what, I think, sorry, I'm a bit heavy. I think 160 could be uh, too much. Anyway, uh, it is number two still. 30 million again. Gosh. It's 266 million all up. I had 150 something. 
What did I have? Yeah, well, look, let's just keep counting. You, I think you had 155 US. 155. So, yeah. look, next week it'll be freaking double that. And officially the number one horror film of all time, <laughs> even if you include Six Sense, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. 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 Uh, now... I'm opening, happy about that, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. I mean, because of the fact that it's now out of reach, it doesn't have to be off cinema. We can I, just talk about it next I week. I think the box office predictions will become uh, extra content in time, and then it'll become <laughs> it'll become a segment that we scrap. Hey, listen, it's only one film. You can't be this competitive. That one film is going to like Hang on, say, I'm going to take my week. ball, I'm walking home. Yeah. That's one film every week, right? That's 52 films I'm going to get right. All you've got to do is, like, you do nothing. No, you don't. You only have to get uh, 27 films right. <laughs> okay. We move on. <laughs> Does that make you feel better? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, so <laughs> the Lego Ninjago movie opened up at uh, $20 million. I'm seeing that next week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Boys excited? Yeah, I'm going to give a two-minute review to extra content. Oh, okay. Am yeah. I involved in that or not? No, it'll be uh, two young boys that hide. <laughs> <laughs> that have stolen from the <laughs> cinema. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I have two there. sons, everybody. Thank you. I don't like joking about that stuff. So uh, no. I have two sons. So I'm going to have them review in two minutes with yes and no's. So you're Ninjago. already kicking me off this podcast. Like, I'm, I won't be involved in that? I don't understand. You won't be here. Oh, okay. Uh, they're going to do it like as soon as we watch the film, otherwise they'll forget about it. And okay. then, like, yeah. I'll uh, stay tuned. Look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. No, number four is. Uh... No, Will. I'm being serious, man. <laughs> your face didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see me out of your fucking confessional, bo- confessional yeah. box <laughs> no. over there, right? Okay, number four was uh, American Assassin. Yep. And that uh, did six million, so it's 26 million. Uh, all American up. Assassin. 26, How am I tracking with that? Twenty-six mil in in two, US. Yeah, US two weeks. Yeah, fifty-five. So, you went for okay. Oh, I could be on for that. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty confident with that one. Okay, good. And the f- number five is Mother, or Mother, and that yeah. was uh, thirteen million all up at three point two million last week. In its first week. Mm. No, no, uh, 3.2 million last week and 13 million all up. Sorry, okay. And how long has that been out for in the US? Uh, That's been out for two weeks. So, you know, that'll probably end up doing 25, 30 million. Yeah. Cost 30 million. If it makes its budget back in the US, I think they're pretty happy, right? That's the thing with Darren. He'll just make his money back. He'll prove to another... And make some other... Studio that he doesn't lose money and then... Yeah, you've got to have us to give yourself credibility as a filmmaking studio. <laughs> let me make another shit film. Thanks. Come on, man. <laughs> you like The Wrestler. Oh, look, check. Yeah, no, it's true. I like a lot of his films, in fact. But um, you like yeah, Black check Swan. out a review of Mother to see why I feel that we way. We actually give away the uh, meaning of the movie. I do, but we have, you know, a non-spoiler section yeah. and a spoiler section. So, you know. So let's go to the Australian box office for the week, last week. Kingsman, Golden Circle was number one. Yeah, it was always going to be right. Yeah, came in at um, 8.4 million. Okay, so that's good. Uh, So my 18 million is looking okay there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although we do have school holidays here in Oz, so uh, I could be a bit light. uh, Yeah, I was going to say under. I could be a bit light. But I think we'll have a big drop off. 
I, yeah. I just got that feeling. Yeah. Uh, now, the Emoji Movie debuted in Australia at number two at uh, 3.7. Sorry. Oh, sorry, my apologies. It's been out for two weeks. Yeah, sorry. Two weeks, right, yeah. So it did 3.7 million last week, and it's now up to 7 million in two weeks. So doesn't that just prove that you can make anything? 100%. It's funny, when we are talking about the uh, forecasting on this film and and uh, they were pretty light and I was exactly where you're at. You know, like, this movie will work well in the right time. Yeah. People will watch this. Yeah, kids will watch it, you know. Wow. So it's probably going to do, it'll probably do like 15, 14, 15 million. That's, that's annoying. <laughs> to, to, to filmmakers out there, that's well, annoying. Well, can I tell you, stop taking your sons to see it. Well, I yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I, yeah. I, the thing is, I won't. I know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, you can make anything animated today and, you know, with the right concepts and it'll work. But do you think that, I mean, it's not a massive amount of money, right, like that's being made, but it's a good amount of money. So do you think that it's uh, parents that have a younger age group that are taking their kids? I wonder. I mean, I'm asking you something Look, you don't know, right? Probably, like, yeah, because of the whole emoji thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who knows? I don't want to think about it too much. Um, next is uh, it. Well, I'd like to think about it too much. Not right now, but I'd like to read a study on that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I'm, oh, that's yeah. what I'm interested in. Like, is that human behavior? I'm not trying to be funny. I, I, I agree with you, but yeah. It's, <laughs> but let's move on. I just don't want to talk about emoji <laughs> movie. Okay, fine. Yeah, move on. Yeah. So it is uh, number three, did 3.6 million last week, 44% drop off, and it's now at 19.8 million. So I'm really close to this one. Yeah. I had a $13 million total. $13 million. Yeah, so if my calculation's correct, I'm 6.8 million off, and it's been, <laughs> it's only in its third week. That's all right. Look, it's the first film that you reviewed. Uh, so therefore, is it the first film? Yeah. Well, I think I get, don't I get like reviewed. a gold card or something, a wild card, one exception every no. every month? No. <laughs> no. Do you not have to pay your taxes every time you get paid? Oh, I paid taxes, mate. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah. Pay your tax, baby. Uh, number four you'll be interested in, I know that, and that's uh, Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. Yeah, so I'm trying to catch Ninjago and... Underpants. Yeah. Hopefully next week in the same week. Yeah, how about you do a double bill with the boys? I, yeah, one of them would be fine. The other one would just cause havoc. <laughs> Climbing the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will be Captain Underpants Captain by Underpants. the end of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no. I have something I'd in love my to. underpants, Daddy. This is not going to happen, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, it's um, it's a bit soft, actually. It opened at 2.6 million. Oh, hang yeah. on, I had a preview week, so it's at 4.1. Look, yeah. as, a, as a father... As someone who wants to take their children to educational videos, movies, <laughs> um, I just, you know, I don't know much about Captain Underpants, except for my oldest is like, oh, I want to see it. But otherwise, what, I mean, what is it? Is it it's, it's original it's content, right? Like it's... Captain Underpants! Yeah, but course, you know, man. All, a lot of the kids stuff, you sort of know a lot more about it as it's coming out. Like this one just sort of, for me, came out as a parent... And so maybe they're relying on know. the fact that every animation film ever made in the last five years works a treat and we'll just put it out and call it something cute. Yeah. Like Emoji Movie and Captain uh, Un- Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I'll see it and I'll let you know. What if we made I'll a, do another uh, review where you're not involved. <laughs> what if we made a, um, an animated <laughs> movie called Two Drunk Guys? 
<laughs> that would work. Honestly, That's a test. Yeah. We should do that. People watched like, you know, uh, um, Team America and yeah. World Police and all that sort of business. Maybe we just got to get something. a PG rating and we'll be fine. Yeah, I know. I know some guys. Oh, you do? I know some Spielberg? animators, yeah. Spielberg gets PG every time. And number five, I know you can't wait for this film. It's right up your alley, and that's Victoria and Abdul. Yeah, so Flatliners. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I want to know about. <laughs> oh, you have to tell about what, what it did, or? What? Did you say no, what Flatliners did? we have did? to talk about Victoria. <laughs> I, I spoke about Victoria for 37 seconds last week, and that's more than enough. It's enough, yeah. yeah. Um, see it if you're old. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> We're not age- ageists. No, we are not ages. That's why I just said old. It's whatever yeah, you I'm consider old. yourself to be. Yeah, well, I'm I was young, actually being really old. polite yeah. about it. Were you? Yeah, because really? I didn't say say see it if you're over sixty five. I wasn't putting you into a box. Right. Just saying, see it if you're old. If you think you're old, go and see it. Oh my God! See, we've oh we've talked. I was about doing this too some. Uh, I was doing some data and um, analytics <laughs> during the week, and I was looking at some sur- a survey, and it was like age. Brackets, you know, so zero to you know, ten and yeah. eleven to twenty and blah blah blah. I was the second last category. I just moved into the second last category, which was like forty four to X. I just gave away my age. Yeah, well, you are the last category, and uh, no, just I said second you know, last. I just category. had a memory. I, I should have spoken about this earlier. We spoke about emails and all that sort of business, and I had an email from somebody this week, uh, Frank from Dubbo, oh. actually. Yeah, okay. was asking us to review Victoria and Abdul. <laughs> I didn't want to write back because I didn't know what to write back, right? Well, maybe we can do that on the extra content plus plus. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just yeah. keep it happy. And... We'll, we'll email it to him. <laughs> yeah, sure. We won't put it on social. We'll just email <laughs> yeah. it direct to him. A direct yeah. episode. That's what we do. Guys, $5,000 wired directly to my account. You'll get a direct episode to your... <laughs> we'll talk uh, about whatever you want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, right. Anyway, that's the uh, box office. For the, uh... <laughs> that's Flat, it. That's all I got. Flatliners, you're going to give me... No! Oh! <laughs> what's going bye. on? No, come back. Flatliners, what are you doing? You're going to oh, give yeah, me... Uh, what's yeah, going sorry. on? Okay, I'll come here. I'll do Flatliners. <laughs> I thought you were actually leaving then. You knocked over one of my mics. Sorry, man. Oh. Anyway, flatliners. How many mics do you want in this room? <laughs> <laughs> I had to capture everything. <laughs> uh, flatline. Oh, you want a box office prediction on yes, that film? Yes, please. You oh, can't okay. get out of this. I'm going to go uh, 3.6 million in Australia. Right. So I am actually writing this down right now. Uh, so hang on. Uh, let me Can see. we hear typing? Flatliners... Three mil. No, three point six mil. Oh, th- be God. accurate. Three point. My reputation's on the line. Six and US. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go direct correlation ten percent. So thirty six million. Okay. So thirty six mil for US. So guys, listeners, ladies. And pluses. Uh, we are going to uh, make a competition of this. Uh, I probably should have explained this earlier on. But basically what happens is if jump Jason... Around, jump around. Oh, jump around. Jump up, jump up and get down. If jump, Jace... Jump, jump, jump. Who gives a shit? No, well, I do. If Jace is, is so far outside of his um, 
prediction and I am the judge of this, then I'll get a point if uh, you know, if I deem that it's close enough, then he gets a point. At the end of the year, we're going to work out a little bit of a um, challenge for us both. You know, maybe it's wearing a certain amount of like, clothes to work or whatever Dude, it is. I but... embarrass myself on the show every week. <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to allow people to write in and, and maybe uh, suggest things that we can do. Um, so yeah, if you if you want to do that now, Have please I got one go of to my two drunk guys behind me. Off topic at gmail.com. Two drunk guys off topic at gmail.com. Write to us. Let us know what you think we should do to um to punish either of us depending on who wins at the end of the year. Or not. Next week I'm actually <laughs> gonna uh, give a point to either one of us. On what film wraps up? We'll see. It's most likely going to be uh, Stephen King's It. Oh, it's pretty much wrapped up. But, you know, we'll look at that. Uh, otherwise, we're going to move into our... It's wrapped up, but it's my get-out-of-jail-free card. <laughs> what movie? What movie? What movie? What movie? <laughs> Come on, man. It's your favourite film of all time. It's Cable Guy. Thank you. Now I'll be quiet. I just want to move on. <laughs> now I'll be quiet. All right. Shh. Too drunk, guys. In the market. Too drunk, guys. And a bucket. A bucket. Good. I think that was pretty professional. That was it was it was better than it has been, that's for sure. I think it was the best. I'm gonna give myself an eight out of ten. <laughs> uh, this segment is exactly as it sounds. We are definitely drunk by this point. Yeah. And we have a bucket. I'm looking pretty bad over here. I got like bottles everywhere. <laughs> and uh, and you do actually. You, yeah. you definitely aren't <laughs> lying <too>. about that. <laughs> pretty nice one. Um, my favorite song. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but basically we, we, we do, we get drunk, we, uh, we pull a, a word, random word out of a bucket and we just chat about it, you know, see where we can go with it. So who sent this one in? Frank from Dubbo? Well, no, multiple people have sent these words in. Right. Uh, not necessarily just Frank from Dubbo, although he does, uh, spam my email box every so often. Right. Um, Has he, uh, made some suggestions? Uh, he has, but I'm, I, I mean, you know, you confidentiality. You don't want to go into it because agreement. it's random words yeah. that, uh, you know, I throw in and then pull out. So we'll Ooh, see what we're going to pull out. can't let Jason know, can we? You? No. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. How many, hang on, how many entries have we got in this week compared Three. to last week? <laughs> oh, oh, we're going compared down. Compared to last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're down by about five. <laughs> We're going backwards. <laughs> this segment's really working. No, no, no. People are loving it. People oh, okay. are loving it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting this feedback. Uh, okay. um, well, let's keep doing it then. Yeah. Uh, ready? Yeah. Okay. The word is ladder. Ladder. Yes. Like I climbed. I know you're about to say. Use it in a sentence. Damn it. I got you, yeah. It's Use all about it in cutting in the yeah. I know. Like I climbed up a ladder. Oh, brilliant. To get to the roof. Oh, no, I didn't need any more than that. To rescue a cat out of a tree. <laughs> uh, I wish you'd fall off. What that. do you got? What do you got? Anything? 
I've got... Oh, two things come to mind immediately. All right. But I reckon one of them, I'm going to go with one is... No, no. The same as what you think. Yeah, okay, good. That's exactly what I was going to say. Do you have anything that you think is exactly what I would say? Yeah, I'm going to go with one that I think you would have. I've gone gone completely literal and off topic. Yeah, well, same. So have I. So the one that I think you have... Yeah. Comes to mind, I reckon, is Ladder 49. I mean, I do have that. That was my third. Oh, bugger. Wasn't he in your top two? No, 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 no. Definitely not. No. (laughs) He's off again, people. No. Ladder 49 was just one of those sort of fodder things I had if we ran out of things to talk about. We've already talked about John Travolta tonight. I know. And and, uh, I think that was something that was great to have uh, as part of that. Because of John Travolta. I had Ron Howard, the whole thing. Backdraft. That's where you should have went. That was my first. Oh, right. Yeah, so that was number to, one. Because they use ladders in backdraft. You're yes, brilliant. they do. But yeah. it also has William Baldwin in it, if you remember. No way. Yeah, 1991, so one year after Flatliners. How's that for connecting an episode together, like pulling it together? <laughs> brilliant. Um, so, yeah, William Baldwin Anyone actually got some work after this that. Word. What's that? I, don't, I didn't hear you. <laughs> Anyone would think you've had time on this word. <laughs> I have had, like, you know, what, five seconds more than you? Five, well, that's a long time. It is. Yeah. It is, especially when your brain works about three times as fast. It's a long time in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, William Baldwin was in that 1991. Right. But uh, backdraft. Oh, man. That was, uh, I checked every door before I opened it. You know, back of my hand, make sure it wasn't hot. Hang on, so we're saying Backdraft is a better film than Ladder 49, yes? Oh, I mean. Yes. Oh, okay, so for anyone who has seen both of them, that's yes. not even a discussion. Okay, just just checking. Yeah. I, I have my, uh, my thoughts, but yeah, okay. Uh, well, I, okay, so I think the easiest way for me to sum those up for me is that, you know, Ladder 49 had Joaquin Phoenix. Again, brilliant, brilliant. actor, love, love him, him. <laughs> um, and John Travolta, right? Yeah. But can I tell you what happens in that film? No, that's the answer. No, <laughs> I cannot. I have no idea what happens in that. Besides, there are probably ladders put up onto the sides of buildings to save <laughs> cats. poor, innocent people. And cats. <laughs> and cats. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone loves a cat on the internet. Yeah. I have no idea. Backdraft, I can tell you a lot about it, and I can tell you about the physics uh, and chemistry of fire. Can I tell you? Oh, I don't want to hear about that. But man, <laughs> what a cast! <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to hear about the physics and chemistry of a fire. Why? Actually, we should ring up Adrian, a firefighter. He's a mate of ours. Yeah. He's a firefighter. Yeah, let's push him to three he hours saves tonight. lives. <laughs> he, well, I shouldn't laugh. He does save he, lives. No, he does. He saves Actually, lives. does save lives. Yeah. Can we have a look at this cast? I know you can rattle it off the top of your head. Yeah, I, okay. I, I can't go all of it. Uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah. The other guy, <laughs> William Baldwin. Yeah, who else? Uh, that guy that punches the Robert De Niro. Yes. You, you mentioned um, the other guy tonight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, Kiefer, was he? No, no, the other no. one. His dad. Donald. Donald, yeah. yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. There was an amazing scene with him and uh, Kurt Russell. Definitely. Yes. Can you believe – I'm going to take it right back to Quentin Tarantino here. Jennifer Jason Lee was in this film. 
I saw and her she lately. was in single, it wasn't single pretty. white female, right? Huh? I saw her lately in a uh, TV. Atypical, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. No, but can I tell you, Sorry. she did single white female, backdraft, and a, a few other films, and then went and did nothing. Quentin Tarantino, as he does, finds out and he resurrects. He resurrected Kurt, Kurt Russell. He yeah. was pretty quiet before sure. um, uh, uh, Hey for Late yep. and Jennifer Jason Lee. Right? Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, they got work coming out of their yin yang. Oh, yeah. Just I like mean, John Travolta. But that's yeah. the thing, right? It just takes out one film, and he Tarantino well, is Tarantino brilliant. Tarantino does not forget. What's that, sorry? Tarantino doesn't forget. Yeah. You're, if you're a good actor, you're a good actor. Yep. For, forever, really, yep. aren't you? Hollywood yeah. just pushes you aside, but yes. a good director can bring you back. Yeah. yeah, and challenge you. Yeah. And so I was almost there. So Donald Sutherland, I'd missed. I, I forgot that he was in it. Um, I was about to get to Jennifer Jason Lee, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, look, the rest of them, that no, I wouldn't pick, but they're all... Oh, you know. I mean, I, I'd, I'd put up Scott Glenn and Rebecca DeMornay and J.T. Walsh, but after yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got that far, that far, but those four actors definitely were, were big impacts on me for that. Um, that was something I watched over and over and over. I was, what, 91, so I was only about 13. Well, I was I was eighteen, so I was I was having shots in on someone's belly button or something. I'm sure you were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I wasn't. Anyway. Yeah. Going to Hugh Hefner's parties and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's a, hey, yeah. Exactly. God yeah, bless. Yeah. Have rest you got in, anything else? Rest in peace, brother. Oh yeah. Yeah. My man. Well, I went to um, my first. My first instinct was Jacob's Ladder. And it's funny that we pick ladder. So you went ladder forty nine is the one that I would have picked first. Yes. Yeah, Jacob's ladder and definitely backdraft are my first two. Right. So the funny thing though is that I went straight to Jacob's ladder, which is not dissimilar to Flatliners. No. How weird is that? Yeah. Nineteen ninety. Out of a bucket. So if listeners out it there, was the same year. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So if weird. listeners aren't that familiar, what happens in Hollywood a lot. Yes. Is that uh, a script will go around and, you know, eventually it will be uh, bought or whatnot. And uh, it eventually, one of them will be green lit and made. And if a big actor attaches themselves to those films, so like Flatliners, where you get three actors in there that have done massive films, you then get all of the other studios searching for either writers who have written similar things or things that they've bought before that they've got on their shelves that they've got an option. Yeah. An option is essentially they just pay you a little bit of money to keep it for a certain amount of time. And they'll take those off their shelves and they'll just start making those, which is why something like Jacob's Ladder really only has one name actor in it. Yes. Tim, because they want to make Roberts. it on the cheap. They want to make it quick. They want to put it out with flatliners to make to to run off the back of this film. So it's like a yeah. It's every year they have a, a a double bill almost like two films that are similar. I'll name a couple off the top of my head. Um, so in the same year was Ants and Bugs Life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Same year was <clears throat> same year was Deep Impact and Armageddon. Yeah, all right. Yes, yeah. yeah, good. That's all I've got at the moment. Well, there's heaps of them, right? <laughs> you, you can do that. Every every second or third year, there's a film that is very similar to each other. Different studios, exactly what you're saying. No, so, yeah, fantastic. Jacob's Ladder was uh, was the first thing I thought of, and it's kind of strange that it was. it's quite similar to, to Flatliners. It's got that end of days feel, you know? Yeah. Again, I remember picking it up on DVD to watch... I actually know it was VHS because 
someone had recommended it, and it was just one of those films that people said, yeah, I had to watch, you know, catch up on things that you hadn't seen in the past. Yeah, I didn't quite get it. It was a very cult film. Like, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a, it should have been directed by Darren Aronofsky, you know? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and everything that Tim Robbins did and does is still very good. Yeah. Um, remember Sleepers? He was in Sleepers, right? Like, that's Tim Robbins? No. What, what was something like that? That Tim Robbins is in. Oh, that's uh, right. I'll, think <coughs> I'll about try it. and save you. Uh, Sleepers is Brad Pitt and Jason Patrick and Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Uh, and it's a coming of age turn. Um, we, I watched it not long ago, actually. Yeah. A, a courtroom drama, really. But Tim Robbins, uh, he was in a movie, a little film called um, The Shawshank Redemption. Do you remember that? Is it, It's Mystic River that I was thinking of. <laughs> I just looked it up. It's Mystic River that I was thinking of. I'm sorry. Right. So, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mystic River. Yeah. That's uh, what I was thinking Directed of. by Sean Penn or starred Clint Eastwood. Sean Penn? Yeah. Was Sean it Penn did it? Sorry. Yeah, Sean Penn did it. Clint Eastwood, Eastwood was directed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great film. I didn't even need to look that up. I know Clint Eastwood. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, they're very similar topics, though. Have you se- You've seen Sleepers? Yes. Yeah. And you've seen Mystic River? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we've but got someone they... else sitting in a room here tonight, not on not on mic, but I'm just going to quickly look over. Have you seen <laughs> Sleepers? Maybe? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, she's uh, nodding her head. Mystic Rivers? No. Mystic River. No, okay. Those are two films we need to watch you to get you to watch. Uh, <laughs> we've got, we got uh, my daughter, Samantha, in the room and the, uh, sorry, studio that's now upgraded to a box studio. Box office studio. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we've now got Samantha in the box office studio. In the confession box. But, uh, yeah, and, um, and yeah, I'm sure Sam would love to jump on the mic, but uh, last week she got her braces on and she has a, a, a lovely lisp and she's a little bit embarrassed by it. That's right. We, we, you know what we should have done? We should have thought about characters with lisps oh. and she could have tried to pull them off. Cable guy. Oh, my God, Yes. It's one of my favourite films. Can of someone all time. please put Cable Guy into the uh, bucket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what else? I, I was kind of thinking I like even... I then went out of literal a little bit. I went, okay, what's a, what's a famous ladder in a film? What what resonates with with me with a famous ladder in a film? Anything come what to does, mind? Well, I'm not you. So when you ask the question, what resonates with me <laughs> in a famous film? I can't tell you. Well, I had I went to a couple of things. I went to Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when he's crossing the the ladder bridge. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was famous. That's, yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, famous ladder in the movies. Sure. I then went a bit off topic, and I went. I had to go back to Stand by Me and the, <laughs> and the train tracks. And when he when they were crossing, the, you know, it's like if you're looking down at the train tracks, it kind of looks like a ladder. Yeah. Yeah, you with me? No, no, I just wanted to mention yeah, I mean, Stand By Me. It does look like a ladder and they're running I, away. I've mentioned this film every podcast, but anyway. Stand By Me. Yes. I think we've mentioned it possibly five times already. This podcast? God, this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah just right. this podcast. All oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just counting it up quickly. For yeah, definitely five times. It, go watch it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the other thing I went to was um, Cliffhanger. Sylvester Stallone. Oh, my God. Do you remember <laughs> when he's hanging off the cliff by a ladder? Which is <laughs> which is 
uh, is a parody. Someone parodies this. Yeah. Who does a parody of this uh, scene from Cliffhanger? I don't know. Naked Gun? No. X, uh, Triple X? No. Because that's a parody of the whole thing. Yeah, true. You ready for it? Yeah. The greatest ladder scene of all time, a bridge ladder. Ace Ventura 2, <laughs> Parody's Cliffhanger. I didn't know that was, par- that was yeah, Cliffhanger. Oh, 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. seen that film so many times. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you could put somebody's eye out with that thing. thing. <laughs> Sorry, that's my... Oh, no, it was actually on the ladder. He's actually got the raccoon by one hand and he's like, I got him. I think I got him. I don't have him. Ah! <laughs> no, you're right. The, yeah, the raccoon. Why didn't I see it? When the buckle was bro- breaking and no, slipping. No, I know. And, Why didn't I see it? And the raccoon's falling back down like, you know, Darth Vader going, no. no. Yeah. No, it was it was definitely cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah. That, that's terrible. That's where my head went. And then I went to Sirius. And have you ever seen Everest? Uh... No. Right, where um, James Brolin and that, they go across this ladder bridge in the middle of frickin' Everest. So we're on the bridges now rather than ladders? No, it's a ladder. You're just no, like, no, no, no. Are you just no. saying like we, we have in Sydney, we have the famous harbour ladder. Ladder. <laughs> ladder. Ladder, yeah. The harbour ladder. Is it DD or TT? What Look, you, listen, I told way? you we're drunk, all right? The whole, the, the holder, the harbour ladder. <laughs> what? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I have made sense for half an hour. You come in with the comments from the super coach and go, Ladder, you was at Harbour Bridge, Sydney. What? No, you've now gone from. <laughs> <laughs> You ladders. <laughs> no, you went from ladders to bridges. No, I didn't. No, obviously you haven't seen Everest. No, I haven't. No. Right. So do in they Everest, call, huh? <laughs> do they call ladders bridges in Everest? No, no. In in, in Everest, they go across a, uh, a phase two, and and the Sherpas put down this. They literally put down this dodgy ladder between this big right. cavity or crevice. So it was an actual actual ladder. ladder so yep. you shouldn't have brought bridge up. Ladder lay down, and I would have got it. Confusion gone. Yeah, but every one of our audience members have seen Everest. They know exactly what oh, I'm talking well, about. I'm sorry. So anyway, we've got a ladder laid down like a bridge. No raccoon. No, no raccoon <laughs> no died <laughs> in Everest. The making of Everest. I can tell you that. Do you think they're ever going to make a live action film? So they did the emoji film. Have you seen the emoji film? No. Yeah, and I got a head shake like, no, why would I? So that's good. So do you think they'll ever make a live action or an animation on sh- uh, shoots and ladders or snakes and ladders, it's called in Australia? Hang on. It's called shoots and ladders in the UK? I think it's uh, America or um, shoots. UK. What's yeah, shoot? shoots and ladders. Shoot. What's a shoot? It's just shoots and ladders. Like, it's like a shoot, like where you, you know, like a garbage shoot. Oh, oh yes, yeah, 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 right. So you go up the ladder like, and then down the chute. Yeah, down the chute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In, so, in Australia, so, you go up the ladder and down the snake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or should be up the crocodile, down the snake. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You know, I mean, every country has its own, so I just want to mention that. 
Yeah. But you think they'll make a live action thing of someone trying to get to the top and falling down elevator shafts? In our lifetime, they will make a Snakes and Ladders feature film or animation. 100%. You think? Oh, Because I'll get to it. Like, they've run out of stuff, right? Yeah. Well, they did Battleship a couple of years ago. Oh, man. It's it's, it's annoying, right? I just... No, I'm over it. All right. Have you got anything else? Um, I think I've covered... All my things that come to the top of my head with Good. ladders. I think we have been like so far left, we've hit the barrier. So far right, we've <laughs> hit that barrier. Now the police are under us and we're trying to speed away. <laughs> Did so, you have anything? Uh, no, well, I had the three that like, you know, I like to work on my minim- minimal approach right. to things. Yeah. So you and brought nothing to the table? Uh, I attached to years. You and had actors. all day and you You had no idea the- about William Baldwin <laughs> and 1990, you know, films. So. I attach things. <laughs> Deep meaning in minimal things. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we should wrap this pot up soon. Yes. Yeah. So that's us for tonight. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, thanks for coming in tonight, Jay. We're always struggling with this part here, how to wrap the podcast up. Now, I don't know whether to say bye Oh, because you bring last. it up like this. I'm just going to go straight into it and just say, we're out. Do I say bye after you or yes. do I say see you next week? You can say whatever you want, but just say one thing and then we're done. Are you ready? Thanks, guys. See you next week. I'm out. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like the show, why don't you head on down to Facebook or Instagram and look up Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. You'll find us there. We're going to be throwing up some extra content. Or if you just want to have a general chat, write to us to let us know how you feel about the show or any suggestions. Why don't you email us at twodrunkguysofftopic at gmail.com. Oh, look at that. Emails already. And so as not to forget, Facebook, Instagram, Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. See you next week.